Welcome to D Comedy, our Disney Channel original movie rewatch review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This week, uh, your D commentators are the original dynamic duo, Luke and Emma. That's me. We're related to each other. We are. We are siblings. That is true. And we're siblings who like to argue to, about things oh, that we care I can't about. Can't wait to fight with you about this. Yes. Yeah, so this week, um, if you read the description. We is we are reviewing the classic Disney Channel original movie, Smart A cinematic House. masterpiece, A if c- you will. <laughs> this, of course, swept the Sun- Sundance Film Festival when it came out. <laughs> uh, and was nominated for Best Foreign Film. It swept every, swept, swept every film festival, if you will. Yeah, yeah it was, no, sorry, it was nominated for Best Documentary. About <laughs> the, ter- the terrifying hours. Best Best editing, best portrayal of a robot house. It just, it really, just across <laughs> the board. It captured the imagination of America, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into that, uh, or before we even talk about the movie, I thought we'd do a fun little segment of Disney Channel original movie news, uh, because, and I'm sure that might surprise a lot of you, because you probably don't know that they still make Disney Channel original Including movies. Including me. I did not know that they were still announcing oh, these things like it they, was a fucking parade. They are... And uh, they're made. So the most recent one that's just come out was uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Based and is on, that a remake of like the Christina Applegate? I don't know. Adventures in remi- Babysitting movie. I don't know if it's a remake or if it's uh, I think or if it's just based on like the books or something. But I don't think there the, is books. I think you're just there, high off your ass. There, I feel like there was books. Whatever. No, you're thinking of like Babysitters Club. Oh, I am. That is what I'm thinking of. Sorry, <laughs> I never look. I never read those books. I'm a boy. That was that uh, was a woman's. That was a woman's no, was, job. Was that was that gender normative? That might be gender normative. It is gender normative. So you know what? Already, Sorry. we've already become problematic. All right. Shut us off. All right. Turn how, us off. How quickly can you get the internet to hate you? How took quickly us a, can took we us, get shut down? We're done took already. Us a, took us about two minutes. Um, <laughs> so let's just so Adventures in Babysitting came out. I have not seen it. I don't know if it's good, but we will review it on the show eventually. Who stars uh, in it? Anybody no- Anybody like, eh, notable? I can tell you in a second. Uh, well, tell me if this means anything to you. Oh, wait, what? Oh, Sabrina Carpenter, Sophia Carson. Oh, fuck yes. Ha- I love Who? Sabrina Carpenter. Who is Sabrina Carpenter, Emma? She is a supporting character on... Oh, great. The- <laughs> great start. Not the lead character. The supporting character on... Girl Meets World, which is the reboot uh, of I know what, Boy I know, Meets World. I know what Girl Meets World is, even though I've never really watched Boy Meets World. I don't really watch Girl Meets World, but I do know a banger when I see one. And she just recently released a pop song called On Purpose. And it is a banger. It's so Great. good. So I like good. her I like well, her pop career already. Well, when... when uh, you get when it's your turn to pick. You can maybe pick Adventures Babysitting sometime and hear awesome. see your girl. Which, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned that in the opener, but what, in the episode zero. But the way this is going to work is we're doing one a month, which we did mention. But we're going to switch off who gets to pick what. Uh, so 
we so I picked this one because I thought it would be a good place to start. And Emma is going to pick what we're going to review in September, and Woo-hoo! I don't know what it is. So we'll see how that goes. Buckle your but seats, Belle. But BGS. we'll get it's a big surprise at the end. But uh, we'll save that for the end. But anyway, so for Disney Channel original movie news, they are making Life Size Two. Fuck yes! And finally, Tyra Banks finally. has signed on. Tyra Banks has signed on to the project to reprise her role. As Eve, I believe her name was. Eve is the name of the Barbie. But I will also say, I will also say, I'm going to stop you right there, my good friend and relative. I'm your brother. I'm, I'm, I'm your gonna, brother. I'm going to shut you down right now and say that I have been hearing about this reboot for quite literally three years. Really? I it have been, not heard it has, been, it. it has been discussed in the media for so long, and Tyra has been down for it, and, and yet... Look around, and here I am without a new remix again, of Be a Star to get me through the day. I don't right. have it. It you're still right. hasn't come to so, fruition. So you're worried that this is this re- this uh, sequel is going to fall on false promises and deaf ears. hundred percent. I mean, I've I've heard a lot about it, and it's never really come. If there's to fruition. one thing, if there's one thing I learned from Tyra Banks from this movie, I've never watched, seen her in anything else ever, um, is that. If Tyra wants something done, you should shine gets, bright, shine she, far. Where you live, that where you too. Are. But if Tyra wants something done, it will get done, no matter what stands in her way. So if she's on for life size two. I think it'll happen. But uh, according she, to this, this that's been what, on, she's been on for forever. Whatever. The point is, it says it's supposed to come out by around Christmas 2016. I don't know how true that is, but I want it to happen. But for the listeners, uh, just a heads up, Life Size was not a Disney Channel original movie. Was it um, in theaters? You no, know, it was not in theaters. It aired on ABC, which decounts it from... It was produced by Disney, and it was made as a TV film, but it was not uh, a Disney Channel original movie. But, and we're going to get to this, but uh, so it will not be reviewed on the main show. But it will be reviewed because we, it is a are, fucking are playing, classic. It is a great movie. We're doing, as long as I'm alive and breathing, it will be your we, view, yeah. folks. We're going to do a couple bonus episodes here and there. Might get, so maybe, probably later on, because we're still figuring stuff out right now. But just keep your eye out for that. We're definitely doing Life Size. Um, we are planning to do we're a review. We're not morons. Right. We're planning on doing a review of The Pacifier, starring Vin Diesel. And our mom would like to join us on that review, so that'll be <laughs> interesting. Because uh, she loves that movie. But And then we'll try and we'll see if we can get other disney adjunct but then we might just feel like watching something crazy that has nothing to do with disney but whatever um but yeah so that life size 2 is supposed to be happening but the big news that dropped this week not big news but important news is about descendants 2 um because Fuck yes yeah so descendants 2 is coming out and I'm, I'm gonna link you a couple articles and they just announced some new cast members and everyone is already saying that they're very very hot and you're a woman, and I'm a straight man, so you can get more uh, influence I'm on this. I'm sure I'm already super interested. But for while she's looking at those, for those of you who don't know, Descendants is one of the more recent Disney Channel original movies. It was a big success, I believe, because they're making a sequel. That's coming out uh, in summer of next year. And it's about the Descendants. See, that's why it's, that's why it's called that. Um, of fa- of famous Disney characters from animated movies, but it is indeed live action, which is kind of confusing. And they also have like cell phones and cars and stuff, and it's really weird. Um, so they just announced the the kids who are going to be playing uh, Captain Hook's son Harry and Gaston's son Gil and Emma Thoughts. 
And um, in the conscientious effort to not get arrested, they are super attractive children that I have no interest in doing sex with because they are children. <laughs> okay, super. Because um, I would love to not be taken to jail. Are they like? Are they legit? Like sixteen or something? Yeah, they're young. They're just okay, they're, they're young. Too, they're young. Too young. Clearly, you talk. I'm not gonna oh, give some commentary um, also, on how hot they are because they're young. Oh, they're also, this is this is fresh, fresh off the wire, Emma. Um, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna click this. About some Descendants two news. Apparently, a clip has been released that reveals that we will also be getting Ursula's daughter in Descendants Ooh, two. Yeah. Right. Which should be it. cool. Now, I like that because I like Ursula. I'm really excited for Gaston's son because Gaston is my favorite Disney villain. Come at me, haters. Um, but Don't at me. Yeah, but uh, one thing that we, me and Emma both agreed about Descendants on is that they're the, it's better when they flip the gender with the kid. When a, like, a male Disney villain has a daughter... Or a female Disney villain has a son. It's way more interesting. Like, Cruella DeVille's kid in Descendants is awesome. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking He's, love him. Yeah, especially his style. Like, how they had to incorporate, like, the Dalmatian pattern into, like, male clothing is great. And he's the only one, really, that I think they do that with. Maybe some of the side characters. But so I would love to see freaking Gaston's daughter, like, have her just be, like, super buff or something. Or I don't know. Or Ursula's, like, sea wizard son or something. Like, it'd be so dope, and they're not doing that. All right, uh, so that's the end of DCOM news for the week. Uh, or for the month, technically, because we won't be back till next month. But we'll have all more, all these hot, even more hot scoops next time. Hot takes, but, uh, hot let's scoops. Move on to, yeah, let's move on to talking about uh, Smart House, which is Woo! the movie where we watched this week, this month. I keep saying week. It's month. It's a monthly show. Yeah. Um, and so... We're not. We're not gonna. We'll go into the in depth in a second. But right now, we're just gonna talk about the actors in it. Okay, but so, like first of first, all, I just want to like give us a little bit of a, a little bit of an overarching vibe. I want everyone to know that this movie mm-hmm. came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yes, which is a and wild. It's still, it was a wild time to be alive. <laughs> and also, I like the fact that it came out at the last year of the nineties, and it's still one of the most nineties things I've ever oh, seen. Oh, it is truly, quite literally. The most 90s thing I've ever seen. But 1989 yeah. <laughs> in June was when it came out. And so that that will date it in your mind if you're thinking about yes. it. Right. So our cast of characters, because uh, we run the uh, main characters, there's five main characters. Or no, six. Uh, we have Kevin Kilner as Nick, the dad. The most apathetic um, father you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah, he's... He's not great. He's not great. Um, not great. But he, I don't, I'm looking through his uh, IMDb page, and he doesn't seem to have, like, any strong recurring roles, but he's been on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think he does mostly, like, just comes on for, like, an episode. Like, he's, he's been in, like, Yeah, he can't really carry a lot. Um, we know that. To, I know that to be he's true. Been in a cup. I will say he's my thoughts a... on Smart House can be summed up in one line is, why is a house giving a more emotional performance than the father 
Yeah, which will segue... Uh, and no, to be fair to the gentleman, he's done a lot of TV stuff, but not nothing independent. But that'll segue into the best actor in this film, which is Katie Seagal, who uh, you, yes, you likely yes, know Katie as, Seagal as the voice the of... She's the voice of Taranga Leela on Futurama, Peggy Bundy on Married with Children. She's in Sons of Anarchy. Like she does a lot of stuff, and she's a lo- great actress. She's fantastic and in she, this movie. Fantastic. She literally. makes she makes this entire movie. She's the best actor in the whole movie, and she makes it like and it, and she doesn't even appear on screen until the last. She's like, fantastic. She's fantastic. And and that's and the thing is, she doesn't appear on screen until the last like half hour of it. But it is but, her voice the whole time, correct? It's her voice the whole time. Yes, of course. It's totally her voice. And she gives such a great voice performance. She truly is the most captivating performance of all these people who are actually on screen. Yeah, easily. Easily the best. In it. And it's kind of weird, too, because it's kind of like... It's almost exactly the voice she uses for Leela at times in Futurama. So it literally sounds like an episode of Futurama where Leela became a robot oh, or something. Oh, 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 okay. I'm just realizing who Leela is. She's that one-eyed person. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yes, the Cyclops. But um, So moving on, we've got Jessica Steen as Sarah Barnes, who invents the smart house and becomes something of a romantic interest <laughs> to our father, Nick. Nick. And I am obsessed with this woman. Not, not her herself. I'm obsessed with her character. Because as we'll get into later, she has a very interesting past. What? And I'm very you did not pick up on oh, her interesting oh, past. As, oh, I did. I was I was very Oh, we'll, oh, so, we'll get into that. We're talking about the actress, but no, her the character no, has a the case. literally a wild past. We'll get into that. Um but looking at her IMDb page, not too much under the uh her hat, but she did apparently have a pretty decent run as a character on heartland which ran for about like um nine years and she was in about 50 episodes of heartland i don't know she was in listen she was in 57 episodes of that okay and it just it says that like and it ran for like nine years i maybe it's like a soap or something i don't know um but that's like what she's done mostly recently and then the last character is the daughter andrew um oh i didn't Oh, oh, and I'm sorry, that's not the last character. Angie, um, who is the little sister, and I don't have much on her actress, Katie Volding. She, yeah, so she's the little sister, and she's like the most stereotypical her and her little sister possible. Bangs. Yeah, well, they actually make a plot point about how bad her hair yeah. looks. But the main, the main thing we want to talk about, well, Evan wants to talk about, is Ryan Merriman. Ryan Merriman plays Ben. What the main happened to Ryan Merriman? Where is what, he what do you now? Mean? Um, actually, fun fact, he did a pretty decent run, uh, in Pretty Little Liars. Interesting. Of, he did a 16 episode run as Ian Thomas in Pretty Little Liars, and again, has just been doing, he was in 42, the Jackie Robinson Mm. uh, documentary, I guess. (laughs) Uh, he was in in something called Attack of the 50 Foot Cheerleader, which we may have to do a bonus episode on. I, I will Um, say, I watch a lot of garbage and I have quite literally no standards. I do not watch Pretty Little Liars because I feel like that plot only makes sense if you are on acid and I Well, I've I've heard people love Pretty Little Liars, but I don't know anything about it. Um but yeah, he did a pretty decent run on that, so I'm not gonna judge the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Like 
He seems to, seems to be doing all yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, kinda. he's still like working. He's got, still working, but he was. He's got. He some, was a very. He was a very quite literally a god of Disney Channel in the early aughts, if you will. You're not wrong. He's uh, as we'll discover, listeners, once we get into some more of the more iconic movies and meet more of the uh, iconic actors. There are recurring uh, Disney Channel actors and actresses who just rule everything in their wake. Like, Disney will try to do everything. The ones that come to mind immediately, Brenda Song, yes. Raven Simone, T and Tamara Mowry. Ryan Merriman. Like, these... Ryan Merriman, for one. Lucas Graybeal. Um, oh, they love like Lucas these, Graybeal. They love him. They love Lucas Graybeal. Like, it's... They're just, they just try and put these people in as much as they can because they know the audience loves them. And we do love them. They're not wrong. Oh, no. They're not wrong um, at all. They're not wrong. Uh, especially... It's kind of weird because I always remember... I remember the female actresses more of in terms instead of the male actresses and you call that because i don't know you mean actors whatever, you call the them actors not male actresses oh yeah actors um i mean you, you, the women go by actors too now but whatever but i always remember like t i remember the years when raven simone was just in everything oh and she was just the queen of disney channel liz uh lizzie mcguire hillary duff was in everything hillary, hillary duff, duff. i hillary duff was she's the only one who got like a, her movie was released theatrically, right? Lizzie yes, the movie, was, movie was a theatrical film. And if you think we're not doing a bonus episode on that, you're you're crazy. a fucking fool. Uh, That's what I would say. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so let's Ryan get in, Let's is, dive into Smart House. I think yeah, we're getting let's, off track. Let's, let's focus up. Let's uh, yeah. So yeah. So let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll dive straight into Smart House. Don't, don't, the house is All right, hello. so we oh, hello, so we open on where ninety percent of Disney Channel original movies take place, the suburbs. Yes, oh, the and, the, the whitest of suburbs. I would quite call them yeah. porcelain, is how I would describe. Luckily, them. luckily, no one's stuck there right now, so we'll get to that movie later. But just but, quite um, literally, like a wheat thin white suburb is where we open. Mm-hmm. Not a splash. Of Not color. even. Uh, so. We open on the classic bad paper boy stereotype as he throws papers into the bushes and Okay, I will say I want to say this before we get even even start into chronological order. I do want to say that this movie is edited so terribly that like it quite literally doesn't make sense at certain parts. Like there's there's certain no. jumps where you don't understand what's going on because it is hodgepodge together so crazily. And the first yeah. example of that is this opening scene where yes. the smart house is already in full working order, grabbing a paper out of a bush, but no yeah. one has moved into it yet, and so, it's also just still a prototype. I would like to talk about that. Yes, and the sad thing is, is that everything in this scene comes back later in the movie. Yes, it does. That's true. But, this, If you miss yeah, the as, first two minutes of this movie, fuck you, you're done. Because you don't know what's going to yeah. happen. In- so... As Emma talked about, he throws paper in the bush and then he hears a voice say, excuse me, please put it in the proper receptacle or whatever. And she and he's like, yeah, whatever, He's like, lady. as my D, like, bitch. Like, he doesn't realize that's <laughs> not a human woman as any normal person would. So he looks up and is like, lady, huh? There's no lady. And then it cuts to a house, totally normal looking house, 
but next to the front door is like a little port window or whatever and out of it shoots a horribly cgi oh, arm awful. robotic arm, robotic arm not like a human i arm, do want to talk about the, how how criminally bad the cgi in this every, movie is every single effect in this film is horrible cringingly it's bad like i would call it like we're not even bad. we're we're probably not even going to talk about a lot of them because they're all yeah bad. That's what I'm saying. i, I want to like say it right now up front we're yeah. going to skip over a lot of bad special yes. effects because they are all so goddamn terrible so bad so bad but you so, can tell they did spend the sad thing is the truly upsetting fact of the matter is they did spend money on that claw. That claw effect, oh. the three times it's used, is probably the most, the best looking thing they have. And it still it's, looks like hot garbage. So that's an interesting yeah, fact. Yeah, like 1999, you're better than yeah. this. But the point is, it grabs the paper out of the bush and pulls it inside. And then the child, the paper boy's response to seeing a robotic hand shoot out of a house is. Whoa. He's not impressed, if I remember correctly. No, he he's just like, huh, that's not something... I would freak out if I saw a random no. house arm stick out. He doesn't care. So, he doesn't care. He absolutely doesn't care. And then he goes about his business. His business. And he will, he will return to, in the fast end. Fast forward to... Fuck off. We don't even care about... Fast <laughs> forward to... We get a sneak peek. We get a hot sneak peek inside this house of the woman that created this house mm-hmm. her name is what is it sarah is it sarah 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 barnes i believe is her full name i call her business her lady sarah. i like in half of my notes i have written down business lady or scientist lady but i think her name is actually sarah um we get her name we get, is sarah we get a hot sneak name. peek into the woman that created the house with the robotic arm and right. quite literally, the first three lines of the movie are her being like, I'm too busy for dating. You can tell that because my glasses <laughs> are on a string. And like, obviously, also, I'm a smart woman who can't be bothered mm-hmm. with men because I created also, something. So how could I ever have a man in my life? And also, speaking of glasses, the dude she's talking to is wearing sunglasses inside okay. because not Okay, I wasn't going to up yet but i'm gonna talk about it now the dude she's talking to who the his name fuck is miles is that guy he looks like a 1986 <laughs> porn director what the fuck is he doing in the house he does you're right he totally does he looks um, like he is directing is... a porn shoot and i will his say name is... that's not that far off because every bedroom in the alleged smart house looks like a porn set it is so terribly <laughs> decorated and sparse. It looks like a porn yeah, set. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it also looks like a porn set, but it's also like some kind of trans-dimensional portal because there, the furniture can just disappear and turn into something entirely different in the blink of an eye. So the, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, well also, well, also point out the fact that apparently everything is a screen. There are screens no, everywhere. Yeah, no, we'll get to that. Emma, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But no, yeah, so she's like... Oh yay! The house is going great. Whatever. And then he's like, "Oh!" And then he just says some lines to the effect of, "You know, dudes like you because you're a pretty smart lady." And she's like, "Oh, I've." She, this is where we first get the inkling of her bad past. Is she's like, "I'm just a girl with a foolish okay, past." Okay. Or something. First of all, <laughs> I'm gonna say, as the woman on this podcast, I just want to say yeah. that I did not remember 
how problematic this movie is when it comes to females and how terrible it is. I would like everyone to know that the book that this woman cites in the beginning where she's like, I have this autobiography. It's called Smart Women Foolish Choices. That is the That's title is, yeah. of the book that she's citing because she could never in her right mind be a scientist, engineer, whatever she is, unless she had picked terrible men in her life. That's We're already setting that up immediately. I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool that like, like they could have flipped this and done dead dad mom and then the scientist is a dude like i think it's kind of cool that they are like yeah a woman is really good oh, at science no, they and for she sure builds up themselves off about this and they thought they were really doing a great job they were like <laughs> we nailed this they thought they killed it but at the same time if you were if you were to look at this from a 2016 perspective like it's super yeah. upsetting like like you like you don't have to not be married and have to fucking date a robber to be a scientist you right. could just do so, that and also have a husband. <laughs> anyway, so the point is, so as we get to the glimpse of the house or yes. whatever, and also we get to hear the house's voice, and the house's name is Pat, and they will explain why it is later, and I have huge I don't even remember it, why we'll it's move. Pat, isn't it? Uh, we'll get there. So she, the house's name is Pat, and again, it's voiced by Katie Seagal, who is Leela, I think is her most like recognizable role, just because people love Futurama. Mary I love Futurama. Mary is her most recognizable role. Eat my dick. Well... Whatever. You just don't watch your trauma. But it's super weird because in the beginning, there's no tone in her voice. It's a totally yes. flat and computerized. Like, you can tell it's a computer talking, but it's like the computer just happens to be Katie Seagal. So, we cut to the Cooper house to our, our young gentleman, Ryan Merriman, um, whose character's name is Ben, as we will learn soon. Good, because I already forgot is... what his name was. Thank God you remembered. <laughs> he's, he's boy, okay? He's boy. Uh, so he is cooking dinner and doing things around okay, the kitchen. Okay, I'm gonna say something really quick. I'm gonna just gonna jump in okay. here right now, just hot quick for mm -hmm. a second, and then you can continue. But their house is already really fucking nice. It's like it's yeah. There's there's nothing wrong with the house they're in right this now. Being a plot point, I thought they were like in like desperate need of a new home. No, but like this is like mm -mm. a super beautiful. Their rich house, Caucasian their house home. is totally fine. Like they are and living they even the Caucasian say, dream on like a beautiful block. They have a they have a great yard. Like they have a great kitchen. Like they don't need a new house. Like they're fine. Yeah, they're so they, they even fine. say if they don't like the house, they can just move back. Oh yeah, it's, and, it's completely. Uh, it's, it's fine. Beautiful. So I would say it's great. He's so yeah. He's doing stuff in the house set to a song that's literally just the words jump jump the yes. house is jumping oh is that the and song you'll they hear it, at that point yeah and literally you'll hear it like five more times yeah throughout the movie. i was gonna say they uh, have it happens again and so and so then the credits start to roll and the first thing that strikes me about the credits is this movie was directed by lavar burton he's a very good actor and apparently he did direct some episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. But I was just like, okay, like, weird, LeVar Burton, but whatever. Um, so he goes out, the kid's, like, going through the house, whatever. And he's, like, cooking, and he puts something in the oven. And he's like, oh, I gotta some go noodles. walk the dog and pick yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick, yeah, pick, pick up my sister. And so he does that, and he goes out. And the kid, the sister comes out of the house and is like, yeah, thanks for having me. And she rollerblades back. While holding onto the dog's leash, because every night he really needs to yeah, have rollerblades somewhere. Yeah, you got to rollerblade home. Um, so they they come home and he's like gets out it was the dinner he was making and he starts type doing stuff on the computer and the girl comes up and is like, 
What what are you Are doing you gonna there, talk about computer boy? boy? Thank God. Please yeah, let me we're talking about computer down. boy. I am I have, boiling yeah. on the inside about this insult because I feel like this was the hottest insult of the early aughts in Disney Channel original movies. Was where it was nerdy to know how to work a computer. Yeah, like, that's the thing. He's not even like super great. He's not like shown to be a genius. No! He just knows how to use a computer. He, in that moment, is quite literally he's, Googling Leonardo da Vinci. He is Googling like, Leonardo da Vinci. And she's like, what's up, computer boy? And that was yeah. like such an insult of these movies where I feel yeah. like every, every like fucking not protagonist was described as like, Either, like, being lame for reading books, or, like, oh, yeah, book boy, or, like, computer boy. Like, how dare you know how to Google something? It's so weird, because literally we're doing this, like, everyone knows. Like, I could probably do what this kid's doing on a computer now. It's like he doesn't do anything special with the you computer. Could, everyone's he's like, yeah, he's literally a, Googling Leonardo da Vinci. He's just, he's everyone's just like, he's a computer nerd. Like, uh, and he's like, knows it. Fucking computer and boy. Computer boy, right. So it's literally just a thing to make him different. Um, so then, we, also, and then he also, starts going he, over. He enters this contest. Yeah, yeah, he's, so yeah, I, you're right. So we see on his computer screen that he's entering a contest to win the smart house. And, uh, he's just, over the course of the next couple scenes, it'll just cut to him, like, typing the, like, but he keeps entering. Like, he doesn't, I want everyone to know that he doesn't hack into anything to, to nope. increase his he just uses a computer, literally. He just, it's, it's, uses a computer. He just submits the form a bunch of times like it is, is no skill yeah. is involved he's no, not a computer time boy he has if any you will. skill is when he is later on but literally anytime he's at just a computer he's just using the computer no he's using he's it like nobody knows what mean yeah so he's entering the contest and you know he keeps on the contest because they keep playing the sound effect of him sending away another uh entry like every like five minutes oh, in the next 100%. couple scenes yeah it's really annoying and very nice i have a moment written down um post tuna noodle when he's making this dinner we'll get it well no we'll get into tuna noodle they haven't revealed what it is yet <laughs> so the kid so the then the dad comes home and we quickly realize Fuck that this guy. it's just the three <laughs> yeah, that too but it's just the three of them and this is the classic trope of the kid takes care of well, everybody i, I want to read to you right now my note is is the mom dead question mark question mark question mark why does the daughter want the dad to get laid so badly that is the note that, that i have well, well we'll get there oh I'll, no yeah something we left out earlier is that when he was cooking or whatever someone called the phone and he said uh you, my dad's not here like, right oh. now i'll take a message yeah i'll take a message so the dad comes home and the dad's like oh what's for dinner and it's like tuna noodle and he's like tuna noodle great <laughs> and like uh fantastic thank you yeah and so the kid like and so like there's he says something about like dating i don't remember exactly what is what does he say i don't think he says uh, any it, it's it's barely brought up in this first scene it's, it's, it's barely it's, it's, touched yeah. upon so he comes yeah he comes home and it's a totally normal conversation and then like someone just throws out like how they want like, the, daughter, the daughter the daughter like, she's like it's daughter, barely touched upon she's she's like oh like, he's like oh yeah i didn't mind and she's like, well, dad should get a girlfriend. Like, when's gonna dad gonna start dating again? The daughter is so gung-ho for the dad to get laid. It's dad, truly upsetting to watch. Which, 
which to be fair it makes sense because she we'll find out later she doesn't really remember her mom and so she really wants to have just a mom she like just really wants a mom and really wants the dad to get a girlfriend and ben is immediately defensive He's immediately like, wild we're we're the we're, we're the perfect family already like we don't need anyone's help we're totally fine but he doesn't uh, actually go into his motives yet he immediately goes to his this no. bizarre contest that he has not hacked into he right. immediately jumps into that yes so uh we cut to i can't tell if it's later today the, again later the, the, the editing next- in this movie when <laughs> is anything happening this? Like, we don't know if this is the same day. I'm presuming it's the next day, but because they're wearing different clothes. So, the, we open, and Ben's playing basketball. He's big into basketball. No, I'm, which I thought you that can... a really different scene. Wait, what are you talking about? Is that Does it not open with him playing basketball? I'm talking about the next scene of the 1986 porn director and business woman. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I was kind of trying to skip over that because it's kind of pointless. Well, no. But we need to talk about, about it, it because that is the number one example of the editing here. What the fuck is going mm. on? My question immediately was, are they living in this house together? Why Why are they still in this home together? She's chilling. He's in, he's like relaxing. And it, like, are they sleeping in this smart home together? Just really chilling. And then also, another question I have, just throwing this out there for, you can pick it up, you can leave it, you can take it. Um, the fact that men are giving this woman a pet rat... Seems like a yes, quite literally right. insane decision by a director because you, but if you watch that scene, come into they, play later. They, but they trained a rat to run out. They did. And, and like have a whole moment me, with her. It's also weird to me that they set up that this house has a rat hole yes, in it yes. when they're trying to it make it seem bizarre. super high tech. It was and bizarre. Cool. Why would you ever build a hole for a rat in a house you're not going to live in? Yeah, like, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy proposition. But yes, she has a pet rat whose name is Butler, and we'll get into later why his name That's is Butler. That's another thing that we're going to get stupid. into later, but it's I'm going to say really, right now it's that they really wasted stupid. a fucking insane amount of time on a rat Butler joke that not a single member of their audience is going to get. Yeah, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah, they. you're right. I'm sorry. It really doesn't have, aside from introducing the rat, it's not a very important scene. Just her. You see her, like, peel back the wallpaper, and there's you can see the circuits of the house or whatever. And also, are they living uh, in this house together? But again, continue. Like, I don't... They're, they're not. It's very obvious. She might be, because she built it, but, like, they're not a couple. Like, he's clearly her business partner or something. But are they living um, here together? It, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, so then, yeah, then it cuts to him playing basketball, right? Yes, yes. Yes, so he's playing basketball, and as you can tell, he's very into basketball, uh, mainly because. So my the thing I took away from this is that he's wearing a shirt that literally just has a basketball on it, and so I like he to likes imagine basketball. That the, you can tell that about it, right? No, I, I like to imagine that the costume department was like, get him a basketball shirt, and they didn't get that they meant like a jersey, and so they got a shirt with a little basketball on it. Yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, yeah, so he's shooting hoops, and then the dad is trying to do the daughter's hair. Yes. And it's the classic joke of the dad doesn't know how to do girl hair. How could he ever figure he out a pigtail? What? Yeah, he literally sa- he literally says, like, uh... He says that at a one point, I don't have the genes for this. Yeah, I don't have the girl, the hair gene, he says. The hair gene. And the hair gene. So she, they're late for birthday parties, so she's like, fine, whatever, it'll just look bad. And then she's like, no, she says, I, I'll look like a freak, what else is new? 
And but she looks so really normal fun. in every other scene, but that's unrelated, I guess. Yeah. So, so they're like, "Hey, Ben, we're going to the birthday party. Do you want to come along for the ride?" Which is a weak, stupid proposition. Like, do you want to just drive with me to drop off your sister or whatever? Uh, so, and he's like, "No, I got some business to take care of." Like, he's trying to be suave about it. And he, the dad immediately looks at him and says, oh, come on, Ben, not another contest. And Amelia raises the question. So Amelia, his, like, thing is that he enters... How many contests you know, is like, he entering? I don't know. Not just that. How many contests were on the internet in 1999? None. Like, yeah. Like, there's, like, I'm just saying, like, his thing is that he enters internet contests, apparently. Also, also the fact that your thing is entering contests is quite literally insane. <laughs> Like, if that's your one personality trait, is that you enter contests? Uh, so, then does it cut back to Sarah for a second? Uh, or do we go on with Ben? I think we go on with I'm... Ben. Okay, because, yeah, I'm, I, peek behind the curtain, listeners, my internet's being weird, and I can't have the film up in front of me, so I'm kind of relying on Emma to keep me I'm focused. Going, I'm not, I'm not even looking at them, I'm looking at my notes, which are truly upsetting, so. Yeah. So we go on with Ben, and the dad is, complains to him. Uh, that he needs to stop using the internet in case people want to call. Again, the fact, this is, I have this written down in huge letters yeah. on paper. I wish you guys could see this right now. In massive letters in Sharpie, I have written down, I love how him tying up the phone lines with using the internet is a huge point of contention in this film. It's brought up multiple times, which dates this movie it does in, in it really insane amount. If you thought this movie could be any more dated, it's dated. And then like, he's it's like, I forgot. I literally forgot that, that was a thing that like using the internet could restrict your right. parents from getting phone calls until oh reading, yeah. Watching so this. he tells so he tells him to stop using the internet. Also, like, so sorry, much. pause and, again. I'm gonna interrupt oh. really quick. If you did not think that that dated that scene enough, what does date it is that he is wearing a big dog shirt. Benny. He is wearing a big dog t-shirt. <laughs> he is wearing so, a big dog t-shirt. So we are he is. deep in the 90s at this point, folks. We are yeah. in so deep, we're deep there. in the 90s. We're there. Yeah. So uh, he says, stop using the phone. And he's like, why? Who could ever possibly call us? No one needs to ever talk to us. Like... Because again, he's he's focused on keeping this family just an island in Fucking like the weird. storm that is the rest of the family. And he says... Uh, like grandma, grandpa, maybe, and then the dad immediately goes like, maybe a woman, yeah, or immediately, something. and and because he's like, and he's like, did any of those call? And he says, oh yeah, Melanie called last Thursday. So who is the girl who called in the beginning? Which is a lie. He's uh, lying. No, no, he's no, he's not lying. Melanie did call, but he just purposely didn't tell him about yeah, it. Yeah, and he's pretending he's she called say, earlier than he actually. Because actually, fuck me, I don't know the timeline of this movie is insane. Yeah. I, it's my I'm what I'm for all we know that like, that scene was last Thursday. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what it was, and so because I think they were like trying to go over like how many times he was entering this contest, so they were adding build up Jesus to it. Christ. But he's in school the next day, so I don't know. You're right. I don't. Maybe this is Sunday, and then the next day is Monday. I don't know. So he so he and so he lies to the dad saying. No, he doesn't lie. He just says, oh, I forgot to tell you that Melanie called. And he's like, oh, our neighbor is trying to like, set me up with her. At this point, at least for me, to run me through, through my, my emotional stance, you're kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? Like, yeah, like, this is what I get introduced to. Like, what's going on with him and his tuna noodle? Like, 
what's happening. But don't worry, because in quite literally 12 and a half minutes, he's going to lay out his entire motivation and everything yes. as blankly as it could be. So Buckers, but this is don't the, worry, it's going to yeah, happen in 11 minutes. It's, it is, but this is where we get first introduced to Ben Cooper, cock blocker. It's extraordinary. Oh, he as he seeks to keep his dad. For his dad to get laid. He does, he, it's truly insane <laughs> to me that like the point of this movie is him being like, what? he's like, what the fuck? Like, we have everything you need. Like, we we are a total family. Like, what do you want more than this? And I'm like, you're a 13-year-old boy. You know yeah. how sex works at this point, right? Like, you know that he's not getting fucked by the house. All right. Call him that. Emma, no, we're not at the house yet. This is just a regular okay, house. Okay, we're not, okay, we're not the in that smart house yet. We're going to the, get into the crazy romance between Pat and oh, Nick Jesus later on. Christ. Okay, continue. So, and so, again, we cut to the adults. And this is where you really, and this is, it's the two, it's Miles and Sarah and like their boss, the guy who's like in charge of building the smart house. Who the fuck is that guy? And why does he have we, so much he never, he, we, He's never seen again never. aside from like these two scenes. He disappears. And also the thing, the thing that's noticeable about the scene is that you can really tell how bad the writing is on this movie. Awful. With the fan, with the family, it's not super noticeable because it's kids, but when they have like legitimately adults saying these lines, man, it's so it's bad. It's that, I remember that scene, and it's like, oh, also, like, the lines, like, none of them are interesting. Like, they're not saying anything no. that is, the main like, like that is this. interesting. It's like, it's like, oh, should we yeah. draw the names tonight, or should we, like, draw them later? Or maybe yeah, tonight, no, the, the, why the, don't we yeah, do so, it? Like, it, it? It's completely insane. All right, so, yeah, that reminds me. Of, I did kind of skip over the scene where we see Ben sitting at his computer just keeping... Just keep on entering that smart house contest. But he's like in he no says, way hacking anything. I want that to be known. He's no, not actually... It's very clear, Emma. You've made that very clear. He's not he's using just, any computer skills. He's just literally no, entering he's a just form entering over and over, over and over again. And they say... They like they play a quick bumper of the rules where it's like, you must live in the, in the neighboring county and multiple entries are acceptable. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, so and he says the good thing is like a quarter of those entries should mine. be mine. But just for and him, then just fucking having no yeah, life and then and he it right. So then it cuts to the adults and they're like, oh, we're doing it tonight, so it can make the papers tomorrow morning. And it's just blah 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 blah. And so then they have Pat run like a random number selection lottery generator, whatever yes. you want to call it, and pick the winner. And then they don't say that it's Ben, but uh, okay. we cut to the all next right. morning. First of all. Two things. <laughs> Two things. Two things. First thing. Okay, what? I would like it to know that there is a consistent theme running throughout this movie of no one understanding how smart the house is. The title of the movie is Smart House. We are consistently, oh, yes, that's true. until the last 20 minutes, amazed by the house being smart. The man yes, who every, the, the smart house had CEO was like, she can do that? She can randomize numbers? Like, no one can mentally wrap their mind around the house being smart until, like, an hour deep into the movie, which is insane. Listeners, if you're watching along with us, be prepared to hear the line, it can do that, Multiple like, 50 times. times. If you're going to play Multiple a drinking times. game and you're going to drink every time that they <laughs> say it can do that, you're going to be dead by 45 minutes deep because they repeat it yeah, so easy. often. Easy, easy. So... We cut to Ben. He's fallen asleep at his computer. And another running theme of this movie is the family is always, always late. late. The family is never on time. 
So he's like, great, why don't you wake me up? And they're like, And the dad's like, because I'm a shitty off? dad. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> No, it's, it's yeah, no, it's because the dad's holding a grudge. For some about the reason. Fact that he didn't I, tell, no, because he didn't, because he didn't tell him about the girl that, the girl that called. Jesus. And it's like, and so he's like. How badly does anyone... he get his dick wet? Like, can he calm down? <laughs> we'll see how thirsty this guy is. <laughs> so. The de- so he's like, hey, did anyone call for me? And he's like, oh yeah, they called. We won a brand new house in a crazy contest. And he's like, very funny. Like he does it in a very sarcastic tone. And then as they're walking out the door, the phone rings. And they and don't like, pick it up, which is insane. No, he's like, he's like, they'll leave a message. We're you're gonna be late for school, whatever. Also, what you notice is the kids make made the voicemail message. The dad is not on the it voicemail. It's a terrible father. It's, it's, yeah. So we cut to the school, and someone walks up to Ben and is like, "Hey, Cooper, great job!" And they're like, "What was that about?" And he's two friends. Uh, one whose name is mentioned, but he's really not important. But he's kind of funny. I kind of like him. I couldn't tell you what either of those kids' names are. So we, they, they're at their lockers. Then the class again, classic okay. 90s bully there, comes before up. Before you get there, I know where you're going with this, but I want to say this before you get there: is that is it the hair? Is it the hair? No. The, yeah, it's the hair for me. that's problematic as well. But I wanted to address the fact of the fact that he's so confident that he won. He's very confident. Oh, yeah. He's incredibly. He like, he's like, oh, they'll. He's like, oh, they'll probably yeah, call me later. Yeah, you know? he's not at all like, well, I guess I didn't win the house. He's insanely no. confident. Which he's, would which would make the which would make the surprise that comes later make oh, more sense if he was like hundred percent. He's insanely confident that he won. A few scenes before, he's like, well, a quarter of these entries should be fucking mine. So, like, nailing Mm -hmm. it on all cylinders. He's like, he thinks that he won this whole time. But then that scene right there, this kid comes up and congratulates him. And he's like, I wonder what that was about. I'm like, you are so confident you won this house. Yeah. What do you think he's congratulating you about? Yeah, no one knows. Yeah, that's a good point. If he's so sure, he should be like kind he of turned be, on like, with the idea. Questioning why everyone's congratulating him. To bring it back, the bully. There's the classic bully and his classic henchman who does not have a line in this film. Does he not have a the single line? Gonna, no, the, no. The henchman, his henchman, his ginger-haired henchman, does not have a Jesus. line in this film. And he's just like, "Hey, Cooper, where's my science report that you were supposed to do for me?" And he's just like, good, I didn't do it, or whatever. And then the friend sticks up for him, and then the bully shoves him in a locker. Classic. Which is, this uh, also, like, takes yeah, this classic. movie a ton. Because, like, mm-hmm. millennials don't fuck with this. That's that's what I'm saying. It was kind of refreshing to just to see a bully just go back to the old, get it, shoving you in the locker. Yeah! So, he doesn't have the thing for the bully, and he's just, like, scared. Whatever. And then the bully also has more the... hair gel than I've ever seen on a human Yeah, no, yeah. I was, I almost, you're, I'm, so thank you for saving me. I almost buzzed past the hair. The bully's hair is pure insanity. Truly insane. It's like spiked, but not spiked in some places. But just like, he easily used say, a whole tub of gel so on his entire face. It's so spiked that he almost looks bald in some places. Some places, yes. So Ben walks away and he walks into class. To the cheers of his friend, of people yet, in, of, in the class. But yet, as someone who is so insanely confident that he won a smart house, is completely he bewildered does not, as to why everyone is clapping yeah. for him. And someone hand, and they're like, "Congratulations, Cooper!" And he's like, "Congratulations on what? This?" And then hands him the newspaper, which immediately made me realize. Since when do kids read never, the local never, section of a newspaper? Never. Like these are thirteen-year-olds. Like they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick up the they local section of my newspaper." So like, look at the. Lo- I, guess. I guess I don't know. It makes no it, like sense. people are way too excited about this house. I guess so. 
he finds out he's won the smart house, freaks out, and he calls his dad at a pay- from a payphone because uh, 1999 yes. at at school, and he's like, "Dad, dad, I won, I won." And he's like, "Ben, there's got to be a catch. Like, no one gives away a house for free." And he's like, he's very okay. cold to the idea. Okay. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me Are get there first. Are you getting there first because I want you? To I'm gonna get there, get there first. I'm going to get there first. And he's like, no, Dad, it's totally cool. Here, do you have a newspaper? Open your local section. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Opens the local section, and there's a big old peach picture the of Sarah. And he, imme- and he immediately is like, va 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 voom And he like, goes eyebrows from shoot off. 6 off. to midnight. His penis is like, Dling! like, And <laughs> I did not remember that about this movie. I Okay, as the older sibling here, Luke, I have seen this movie a bunch in my youth. I in no way remember that he agreed to move into the smart house because he wanted to fuck the hot science business lady. That is... That's... And it's so yeah. obvious. Yeah, it's... He literally... He's immediately turned on to the idea when he sees how hot the science is. And then the asks which, no more questions. He's like, done. Nope. So, so yeah, we think he... So, he's like, yeah, might as well, you know, go check it out. Why not? And so, he... We cut to them receiving the house from Sarah and the Miles, I think, is there in the, the old, crusty uh, CEO Who person. never gets another and line. this is what's weird. And there's reporters gathered around outside. And, like, they're like, uh, oh, they're asking questions about the house and who's won the house and everything. And the weird thing that strikes this, that's to point out to me about the scene, is that this is the only time in the movie it's referred to as smart house. Yes, they yes. Never, it, it is. It's never, they never, they don't, they... They don't call it Pat. They don't call it the Smart House. They don't call it a Smart House. Just this is Smart yeah, House. Like true. it's like they're trying to work the title in, and so they're asking questions about the house, and they reveal. And she says, "What's like? What's the house like?" And she goes, "The computer's name is Pat, which stands for Personal Applied Technology." So first of all, go straight to hell, Sarah. That's not anything. Means Second nothing. of all, you. They'll cut over to the dad standing there with the kids, and he just loves just standing there, just mug at the camera while he's holding his yeah, kids. Yeah, fuck like, Nick. I hate this it. guy. Like, <laughs> and so then they ask the question of Sarah, is there anything this house can't do? Oh, classic. She takes, she, takes, she takes a second and goes, hmm, mime. And that's a good thing. And what? I was immediately like, why is that where your brain went, I don't went, remember Sarah? that moment. Like, that happened? And, and so, that happens. And, she, and my immediate thought was, did she used to date a mime? Like... Did she like? Was she try to be a mime? Or did she date a mime? Because if she dated a mime, I imagine they broke up because they had communication problems. Swish, swish, swish. Great joke, Luke. Thank you. <laughs> we come to the crux of the biggest problems of this film, which is the tour of the Jesus house. Jesus Christ! Thank where... you. Get into it. I'm ready. This is where we see how batshit this place is. Like and how bad everyone who's supporting it and is is for like just not questioning it. So they walk into the house and we cut to Angie putting her hand on a finger pad and we think, okay, it's reading her fingerprints. No, Fine, it's her. but then she goes it's and then she goes, "Ow, you didn't tell me it was gonna bite me." And this is where so Angie starts to get a little annoying, in my opinion. Um, right now, this just is the, the br- first time you the- saw this bitch is annoying. She was annoying me from the second her and her bangs yeah. were on screen. So she's like, you didn't tell me it was going to bite me. And she's like, oh, Pat didn't bite you, little girl. She just, she just took a little you. blood. She just took a little blood and tissue from you. And then Pat reads off an extensive medical history of this child. Like, no broken bones. No blow, like, good amount of blood sugar. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm just like, and like... Like, literally, an entire medical workup that she got from literally just a little bit of blood and tissue. Like, I, that's just impossible, but whatever, no, 90s. No, I mean, it's not possible, so, but that's great. 
so she walks them into the living room and says, uh, it's designed for any kind of living you could possibly require. And quickly reveals that... Everything is a screen? Uh, is this what it's you're a screen. About? Everything is a screen? It's a screen. It's a screen. It's a, oh, screen, a screen where it's the, fir- the first time... This movie the first... reminds me of something that was written by the guy who invented green screen that has just wants yeah. to jack off to his own invention for three and a half <laughs> no, hours. No, that's the thing. Is there screen in the world of the film that they're just screens, but to us we can clearly see that they're green screens. They're just standing in front yes, of green screens. Yes. So he, so they're like, how about an African safari? And they cut to stock footage of elephants. and So they're super into it. And Can then they walk into the kitchen. To... No, we need to talk about the kitchen. That's what I'm going to. Uh, it's oh, yeah, we need to talk about the kitchen. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, we'll get there. So, no, we don't. We need to talk about the kitchen a little bit before the four absorbers. So, they walk into the kitchen. And I remembered this movie as, like, it had a lot of technology that you could actually now have in your kitchen and stuff. Like, it wasn't, like, crazy out of this world. But No, no it wasn't. You could never they, have any of this. No, they you they walk into the kitchen and she goes, "Hey Ben, say something." And he's like, "Hey Pat." And they then analyze she her says, breath. It analyzes she, his breath. She, yeah, Pat. Pat is equipped with a breathalyzer that allows to that completely analyzes his dietary intake and like tells how much sugar he ingests and like his percent body fat and all this crazy Dude, stuff. I don't. And as like, like a human woman, I don't need a breathalyzer in my house. Like they'd be like, "Oh, you're yeah. wasted yet again." Like again, <laughs> probably don't leave your home. So you. you so you don't want your AI constantly no, judging No, I don't want my AI judging how much yeah. alcohol is in my system. So she, so she's like, yep, and like, Pat will make all your food for you. She, her menu is designed by five-star chefs and nutritionists and blah, 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 blah. And then Angie also, says, hey, also, Pat. Also, hot take. This menu go. is allegedly designed by five-star chefs and nutritionists. Why the fuck do they only order smoothies for like three-fourths of this movie? <laughs> There's a very smoothie-heavy world Order a fucking chocolate souffle at this point. Something like so. She, yeah. Angie goes. I'd like a strawberry banana. Or bana- yeah, it's, no, no, it's, it's strawberry. It's strawberry banana. I believe strawberry banana because it comes. So she's like right away, and then within a second, like it. there was no time. The, no, 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 no. There was no time for Pat to blend this, to cut up banana slices, do anything. It just appears, like, and it rises from in the counter. There's like a hexagon. Is that really what you're worried about? Because my more weary thing is that. She, that little dumb clumsy bitch, spills it with five <laughs> seconds she holding does. it. She does. But no, it what I'm, the point is, immediately spills it. Something that I, the thing is that the hexagon rising food server thing made me realize that that's the whole reason that exists is because it's a trick, so they don't have to show any complicated processes. It's just like boop, it's there. Like it's just a conceit by the film yeah, to make you believe. So yeah, so she she takes a smoothie, and at first I thought Pat made it wrong because it looks blue, but I realized it's in a blue glass. Yeah. But, um, but don't and worry, then she spills she, it almost instantaneously. Yeah, so she's like, great, and then immediately just drops it on the floor. And she's like, uh, oh, I've got it. And then Sarah's like, no, 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 let Pat get this one. And then it, this liquid just disappears into the floor, and she goes, Pat's equipped with floor absorbers, so you'd never have to clean the floor. Talk about and... shit that is never <laughs> explained. Where is it going? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's They the never worst. say. They're like, oh, it absorbs into the, the floor. The worst. Where? And again, to where? That's the... 
that's the thing about this movie. The worst elements of it keep coming back. The floor absorbers are going to come oh, back into play later. They're going to be very important. They're they're going to be explicitly important. Okay, later. I would like to so, now jump to like quite literally my favorite quote of mm-hmm. this movie. I have actually this is my second quote. I have one later that I'm going to bring up, but my second favorite quote is this. Go for it. And I have it written down in huge letters and underlined multiple times in my notes. And it says, sure, why not? This fucking asshole deciding to uproot his entire family and yeah. move into a new home. That yes. is his answer. So all... They have torn this smart house. They have seen the floor absorbers in the kitchen. They haven't even seen bathrooms or bedrooms as far as no. we can tell. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Have not viewed nope. the whole thing. And she's like, so what are you saying? He's like, why the fuck not? Why this guy not? was so won over by by the smoothie capabilities of this Nick? home that he is like, screw it, let's do it. And he's and again, we mentioned earlier, he says we can always just uh, move back in if we don't oh, so like yeah, it. So yeah, are they keeping Which, the down payment on the other what, white Caucasian beautiful? That's what home? I'm saying. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, are they just like? I mean, maybe they'll keep it for a few months, but like, whatever. I'll, we'll talk about that later at the end because that'll come into play again at the end. Um, we cut to. Angie jumping up and down on her bed. I have three beautiful house. words written down with exclamation points saying "C'est la vie," which is a great <laughs> yeah. song of the late '90s. Say you yeah. will, say you won't, say you'll do what I don't. There's some, there's some weird music pulls in this movie, and we'll get to the other one later. I was impressed um, by the music pulls in this movie. Like they, they got bewitched with an asterisk in the middle of bewitched. To, they got into. Do you say la vie? I was impressed. Cause 90s, yeah. Uh, so, jumping on the bed, and they're like, yeah, yeah, happy, happy. And then, like, oh, by the way, we should mention that Pat, considering every wall is a screen, every wall is a screen. Um, Pat is projecting the music video of this song onto her bedroom wall. And uh, she's jumping up and down the bed. And then the brother walks in, and they're talking about how the dad could tell the dad was into Sarah. <laughs> Um, and okay. Oh, so could they? Because he wasn't this... obviously like, in every fucking scene with this woman. So here's the problem is that this movie tries to be more than it is in a lot of cases. And we'll just take these super dark and deep turns about loss and trying to hold a family together. And this is the first scene we no, get that. No, no. It's, talks... it's okay. First of all, isn't it an insane leap? But it just, for me, it just is how terrible the writing is. Where you're kind of yeah. like, for this, up until this point, you're like, why the fuck is this kid such a goddamn cock block? Like, he's just like a really yeah. annoying piece of shit until this point where he just lays out all his motivations. There's no layers yep. to it. He doesn't, like, there's no hints. Nobody needs to be there to put it together. He's like, I am slaving away to not have a mom because mom cannot be forgotten i remember mom you don't that's why i'm making tuna noodle and not going and he specifically says i will not go out for the basketball team because i have to make tuna noodle (laughs) like it is just screamed at you you cannot miss his motivations in this scene because he screams at you no that's and that's the thing is like i i always remembered smart house as being this goofy like oh there's a robot house and shenanigans too but yeah it takes these really deep turns into like loss and and that's what this movie is actually about i realized yeah 
It's what it's entirely what it's about. And then just there's also a house involved, essentially. I, this, I'm going to jump so, yeah. a little bit forward, and we can obviously retouch about this later, but you brought it up, so I'm just going to have to go there now. Mm-hmm. As someone who is older and has seen this movie a bunch of times growing up, I had only ever remembered it as being, a, like, a movie about... You know, there's many movies about, like like letting technology do too much and like then like yes. that's the moral of the story is like technology can't um, that's be not a mom. the moral that's not the technology moral. can't be a person like you can't put that much yeah, stock those, in technology those el- and those elements are present no but 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 i always thought that was the moral of this movie nope nope the moral of this movie is that ryan merriman is a fucking dick that's <laughs> all who is not over his mother's yeah. death? That's all yeah, it is. The moral, the moral of the movie, really, is that like no one can ever replace your mom. But no, but, but, but that's not the thing, though. Because I'm again, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But that none of this would have ever happened had he not fucking gone in and messed with the program. Yes, he's yes. just he's, a piece of told, shit. He's told, yeah, he's the worst. That's he's the worst all son. that happens, like. So the, the, it yeah, would have never so tried kid, to be a mom had he not been a fucking piece of garbage. You're completely, you're absolutely you. right. So you're 100. You're not wrong. So yeah, Ben's upset because he doesn't want the dad to get to date or even get like even date, not even like Mary doesn't. I have it. Like, no, I have an old caps written down. I would like to read it to you right now. I am trying to be mom because she's dead. Dead, I tell you. And, yeah, that is that whole. Dead, I tell you. And that's the thing too is he's not he won't even let the dad no. date. In his mind if the, if the dad dates a woman they are getting married. Oh, instantly. Like there's instantly. So yeah, that's his whole motivation. His mom's dead. He his dad I guess is imp- it's implied that his dad has to like work and stuff so he can't make it home in time to like make dinner and do all this stuff. So, so Ben he's has to. And he's making tuna tuna noodle and like <laughs> so now that's part and that's the motivation why he wanted the smart house cuz the house can help him and like help the family also, take care of themselves without the need for a mom. I want to bring up the fact that I'm gonna bring it up now. We can touch upon it again later. But going out for the basketball team all of a sudden becomes a giant plot point that is mm-hmm. never, never, seen. never yet. Like, good, good. Like he he says I, he says like like it's implied at the end. But, but that's no, not the it's point. just never so brought up again. We cut so we cut down to dad, the dad. I'm just gonna call him dad. He's not Nick. Nick. He's dad. Um, Nick, whatever. We cut down to Sarah and Dad um, talking about uh, just the house. Who's Sarah? Or whatever. Oh, Sarah's business lady. Okay. So, yes, yeah, Sarah's business lady. I'm like, Dad is Dad. Sarah is smart okay. lady. Uh, so they're talking. He's obviously super into her and like being super awkward. He literally gives a line that's like, eh, "Kids, you know." Like he's very bad at this. Um, he's bad at acting and as well. He's bad at a lot of things. That's that too. And he's just like. Uh, oh no! And she's going over her foolish mistakes of the past, which Christ. is she, this scene. She, as a woman, she, yeah. if I had to pick one scene <laughs> in this movie that made me want to rip out my vagina and throw it on the floor, <laughs> it was this scene. It is so problematic and so mm-hmm. genuinely upsetting. But also at the same time, I could see all the male like head like company had at Disney like jacking themselves off after writing this being like oh we nailed it feminism this is it like we did it we made a lady scientist <laughs> done mission accomplished I want to yeah. she does talk about like she dated a full on criminal bank robber bank, bank, bank robber. robber a notorious bank robber who would wear Halloween masks oh, okay so there's a full on like straight up like criminal psychopath yeah yes. just fucked up dude 
Then like something else. Somebody works at some sort of factory. No, no, no. Rubber. It, it, it's a rubber chicken Jesus manufacturer. Christ. Which, on it, like I'm like like, is that bad? Like it sounds like he owns a factory. I don't know like, what kind of money you make at that good. point. But so that is something else to raise up. But it's just a weird thing he makes. Is all. But the line that I have written down is. When he's walking her to the door, Nick, this piece of hot fucking human garbage, is taking her to the door and is like, I'm so glad that you had just like such hot trash tasted men. Otherwise, you could have never built this dope house for me to live in with my kids. Because obviously, (laughs) you can't have good tasted men and be a scientist. You have to date a fucking murderer to build a smart house. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's, so and then he like slams her on her face like goodbye, and I was like, "Are you guys kidding?" No, me well, no, that? well, no. He he a- he asks for her number, and then she reveals Pat. Oh already has yes, it, you know that. Can... You're right. You're right. Okay, yeah. I'm not giving Nick enough credit so, there. That's... After he insults her intelligence and her ability to live with <laughs> or without a man, he does ask for her phone number. Thank God. Yes. So because how dare she you be a scientist has with a husband? Yeah. Jesus, how would that ever work out? Right. So we cut to the next day. And is it the next day? We were, Again. Yeah, because they're woke they're woken up. They're oh, woken up. Okay, you're they're right, woken you're up right, you're by right. yeah. They're woken up by Pat, who uses her screens to project the last like two minutes or whatever of some basketball game for Ben to wake him up. And for Angie, it's like um Disney Mickey World. Mouse Symphony. So they're awake and like, whoa, cool, sick, and then like Pat and then they like they they start getting ready and, and the kid complains that she forgot to lay out her outfit because she's a nerd. And then we cut to the dad who's in his bed. And Who's again he's a huge up by asshole. His... He's yeah. like, don't wake and me up. He's... Like, you're a father. Get your ass out of bed. Yeah, and so he's yeah. she picks for him like a rustic farm with a rooster crow. He's like, yeah. what the F? He's like, what the hell, Pat? And she's like, your personality profile shows that you like rustic things. Or Everyone whatever. else is super like, psyched about their alarm. And he's like, fuck you. How dare you yeah. pick something I would like? <laughs> like it's six, I want to sleep. It's six uh it's 6 15 in the morning right now uh like i'm too it's like way too late um no it's too early uh, it's too too early sorry i misspoke it's way too early for this and she's and then he's like like my kids would never be up at this time and the kids walk in fully closed and ready to go for the day and he's like whoa Um, whoa." yeah it's like one of those moments but like not as much when he sees the hot side of the day where he's like wow wow, yeah well no that yeah, no, that's a, like I said, that's a That's some foldy work, folks. Um, and so the alarms go off and they're like, we're ready to go. And then they go to school and he immediately tells all his friends how great Pat is and how. Also, I have a quick note no written down about him going to school, um, which is not just about this movie. It's an overarching theme. I said, every Disney Channel original movie brought to you by messenger bags. <laughs> <laughs> because when have you ever seen a Disney Channel movie and everyone does not have a messenger bag? So we cut to school. He's telling the kids about how great the house is. And he tells them that Pat essentially did his homework for him. Fuck which that. Is cheating. Also, what is that? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Okay, okay, it's okay, super... okay, okay, okay. Here's the thing. They, they, no, they never say that Pat did his homework for him. It is only brought up in the way that he had Pat do the boys' homework. In either case, it's wrong. No, it's still fucked up. But I'm saying, I feel like they thought that was their way out of that, being fucked up. But it's still... Like, the the house shouldn't be doing anyone's homework. 
Yeah, that's the point. Absolutely. And he, so he goes, like they said, they go to the locker because, the, and I say the locker because there's only like there's two only locations like in this school. There's only three lockers in the whole school. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's him and his friends again. And the bully walks up and he's like, Cooper, science report. And the other kid, he's like, oh, you know, he probably shouldn't have taken orders from you. He's got a smart house. I don't even remember what he says. But then he just glares at him. And this, I, I got to give the kid credit. I genuinely laughed when he says, all right, all right, I'm going. And when he crawls his locker by himself, that is the only time yeah, in this movie I fun. genuinely laughed. I will say that was yeah, the that one was, time that I that got was funny. a gig out of it. I was like, this is kind of funny. So, yeah, the kid gets in the locker. He gives him the report and is like, it's a guaranteed A+. And he's like... Cool. Which okay, you didn't have to tell Pat to go all out, all right? Like you could have gotten this kid like a C. It would have been fine. Yeah. He's standing in this locker, and then Gwen Petroni comes up. Is that her name? Gwen Petroni. Gwen Petroni. That's her name. Um, she with her she two elfin up. braids. <laughs> and she is apparently like the sex symbol of eighth grade or but whatever. Without a like, brain cell to be had, can't string a sentence together. She is. If this movie was made today. She would be a parody of what kids were like in the 90s. Oh. She's that much of a 90s girl. She's there like, oh my gosh, Ben, I cannot believe you won the smart house. Like, that's so she cool. Has like, like, I was just talking about butterfly gen- clips in her hair. A cardigan says, like every other word, is just like, <laughs> has nothing to say except the fact that she has like two random braids hanging down in the front of her yes. face. Yes. She's just like, like, I was just talking to Jenny who was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, blah, like, for real? Like, that's perfect. Like, so she's like, the interesting I, she's point super in this into is the that I think that that's supposed to be a gag. Like, she, that's supposed to be funny at that point that, like, he likes this girl who is so dumb. Like, and you're supposed to kind of laugh at that. But then, but then, but then we jump ahead a few scenes and she becomes very sweet and very likable. And you're supposed to be yeah, rooting for him to date her. She's she's only like him like this in this scene. Her right? character immediately but, changes. Yeah, so he cannot believe that this girl is talking to her, and it's just like, yeah, you know, smart house, right? Like, feel free to come over anytime. And she's just like, totally. totally. And the kid comes out of the locker. The kid comes out of the locker and is like, whoa, Gwen Petroni? Petroni? She was talking to us, man. We have our society. Like, also, he's clearly trying to ride the coattails. How lame these kids to start off with? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you're forgetting. He's computer boy. Oh, I forgot. So, oh, I forgot. He knows how yeah. to Google something. So obviously, he must be a fucking super pariah. <laughs> right. So he's uh. What's the word? So the kid is clearly trying to ride the coattails of Ben's smart house and is like, man, our lives have changed because of this. And so then it cuts to... Dinner! No, we're not there yet. They just got home from school going through snacks and one of them, and the girl asks for a banana, orange banana smoothie. And then the hexagon thing comes up and then it just starts spewing oranges out of it while... While Kate, well, Pat goes malfunction, malfunction. Like they like get down like on the ground because oranges are literally being shot like out of a cannon around the walls. And then the dad, it's oh, it ends like freaking out. They're freaking out. It ends, and the dad's like, "Let's call Sarah okay. and go and take a look." Actually, okay, and, yeah, okay, okay. This is the second time where the editing in this movie seems like it was done by someone on bath salts because you don't like. <laughs> How he's like he's like I still think it'd be okay if maybe we called Sarah and the boys like just gives this bizarre like deadpan look that makes nothing decided and then it immediately cuts to her being in this control room yeah that we've yet to ever see before and I'm like is she no, living in this house with them the whole time like she is she is not but we that's see what her it leave. makes it look leave. like and I'm like it kind of does like, is this all happening in the same day. When is yes, she coming it's here? Cle- like, it's clearly I, I, I have to call. I have to disagree with you on this because 
the, the main point is he says, let's call Sarah. And Ben does not want Sarah back in the house ever because he does not he want the dad want to interact. He doesn't want any pussy in the house ever. He's, he is he, yeah, to keep his dad on like, unless, unless it's Gwen Petroni. He wants her in that house. Yeah. Uh, so he's just like, no, 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 it's probably fine. It's totally fine. We don't need to call Sarah. And he's like, no, I'm like, we have to live here, idiot. I'm calling Sarah. And there's an awkward so thing to black and then all of a sudden she's in yeah. the control room. So Sarah's in the control room. And like I said, so the, the smoothie scene is clearly like they got home from school and they were having a snack. And uh, then she stays and she fixes some stuff. She's just messing with knobs and tapping keys. And we see Ben walk by and like she kind of puts like a proverbial olive branch out to him where it's like, hey, uh, do you want to come see how Pat works? Which you think he would say yes to because he was going to reprogram he's a computer later. boy. As we've learned. Yeah. And so he's just, she's, he's just like, nah, I'm just going to my room. And then he goes into his room and she just looks sad. And then she fixes everything. And then Dan invites her to stay for dinner, which is um, Cape Cod night. And they're having yes. like lobster. And she used to summer on the East Coast in case we didn't know. Right. Yeah. So, and then he asks her, hey, Sarah, so does Pat like follow me into the showers or yeah, anything? Yeah, what the and, fuck uh, was that moment? He's, he's definitely worried that Pat caught him jerking. Oh, 100%. If that is not what you didn't get out of that scene, you're a moron. Because he was like, (laughs) he's 13. He has just decided how to yank it. And like, he's worried that his (laughs) smart house is now watching him. Yeah. it's And she says, no, Pat's very discreet. She won't follow you into the shower. But she will breathalyze you each day. So there's that. Yes. (laughs) So he, they start talking, he starts talking about how great Sarah is. The dad does. And Again, what she, is a whistle yeah. about Sarah? Oh, yeah. And uh, he says, he's just like, yeah, Sarah, so great. Like, it's so cool, whatever. And then he's like, you know, uh, I hear Ben goes, he goes, I hear geniuses are really hard to live with. Like, they make everyone feel less than, than, them, than them. And he, she's just, and he's just like, uh, okay, Ben, whatever. And then she's like, oh, I'm really, and she goes, I'm not really that smart. And he goes, oh, no, don't sell yourself short because of your big, <laughs> your giant brain. brain. Like, he's he's the king of passive-aggressive right now. He's also just, like, insane. And he's being totally insane. And this, and we'll see a similar scene later when he gets even just openly aggressive towards Sarah. But, so, they kind of move past him being a dick and she says, ah, and she can read the awkwardness of the situation and just goes, I think I better leave. Besides, I have to feed my rat or whatever. Okay. Uh, Here's where we, I'm going to yeah. stop right now. I'm going to stop everything in the tracks. Talk about the rat. There's a lot of things in this movie that I could have done with some more explanation. <laughs> I could have used a few seconds on a shit ton of things. Like, mm-hmm. perhaps a lot of the inner workings of the alleged smart house. How the yep. mom died. Why the dad is so incessantly desperate to get his dick wet. Like, I had, like, a lot of mm-hmm. questions that I could have used a few more minutes on. And they yep. decided to take a... They... Disney decided to take a full minute of a half in this movie to make a <laughs> to rat a butler gone, joke. To make a... A no, rat wait, butler. You get, there you go. They make a... Set, they make a uh, Gone with the Wind reference. They make a Gone with the Wind era reference. <laughs> That quite no, literally that's, that's no one is going to get <laughs> no that's watching this movie. No one gets. Just so to it, let to, it to flop. It. And that it's like a minute and a half. Yeah, let's clue in the audience, Emma. She says, I need to go home and feed my rat. 
and anno- a- annoyingly, Angie says, "You have a pet rat?" And she goes, "Yeah, his, his name Butler. is Butler." Rat Butler. Uh-huh. Like, and she just stands there for a minute, like, "Eh, get it? Huh? Huh? Get it?" And it's a reference to the character Red of Butler. Rhett Butler from Gone with the Wind. And no one gets it, and it falls entirely flat. And she just goes, wrong generation. Yeah, no and shit. I'm like, Disney of course exacts. it is. They're wrong children. generation. You're making a movie for kids in 1999. Yeah, it's horrible. So she leaves, and the dad goes and talks to uh, Ben about how he was being rude to Sarah a little bit. And he just is immediately like, don't, he's just like, don't worry, dad. I'm sure we won't ever need another mom because Pat is going to learn so much about us. She'll become the most maternal computer on, house on the block or something just like that. Just fucking so transparent, so, but okay. Yeah. And his thing is not that he thinks Pat will do that. He's going to go mess with Pat. Oh. So he wakes up in the middle of the night. This is my point goes, that I had for my last note where I said, this movie is not about putting too much faith in technology as a society. This movie is about this kid being a dick. Yeah. So he goes to the control room and breaks in. And he's like, he's like, go, he's specifically, it's early. No one else is awake. And he's just got a, an electric drill, drill. And I just Lock imagine. Off the power tools, Nick, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. And also my, my thought was, oh, I'm sure, like, I bet he was thinking, oh, I'm sure my loud electric drill won't wake yeah, anyone what up. the fuck uh, was that? So he knocks the, the keypad off of Pat. To the control room, to the control room to Pat, and goes in, and the first thing he does is we see him typing, and then Pat just goes, safety is disabled. And I was just like, what? He took the safeties off? Like, oh, what does yeah, that have to no, do with anything? No, nothing's safe. So, no, we're not safe. Nothing, no, no one is safe from Pat. Pat is a god now, unto a god. But before she can achieve sapience and kill us all, he tells <laughs> Pat to watch this marathon of mom-based sitcoms 1950s sitcoms yeah my three moms and mama's house and like stuff with very stupid names and it's like pat watch this this will teach you everything you need to know about being a mom and she goes absorbing absorbing and downloading or whatever like she's getting information from it and then so yeah his basic thing here is that uh, hey, I better mess with this incredibly sophisticated technology that I couldn't possibly understand. But and he's hope computer it all works boy, out dude. Great. You forget that. You forget that he's computer boy. Right. Oh, and and the other fact is, uh, he turns on Pat's artificial intelligence capabilities. Up to now, Pat has just been um, asked me to do this thing, and I will do it. Oh, now Pat she never can had do stuff on her intelligence own. Before? No, no. She says in the scene where it's just her and Ben in the control room, she says. Yeah, she's got artificial intelligence capability. And then Pat will say, artificial intelligence capabilities on. And so, like, that's why she'll just... Her basic thing is she just sits and absorbs. And then if you were like, Pat, make a phone call. Pat, blah, 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 blah. She'll just do it. But now we'll see that she can think on her own and be like, no, that's not a good idea. We're not going to do that. And, like, make decisions and stuff. And it's crazy. So they do the same thing. Yeah, we'll get into it. So they wake up the next day and... Pat's voice immediately changes. And again, I think this is a rare chance when we're going to be reviewing a Disney Channel original movie and can actually give credit to someone for the acting. Because Kate Seagal's... Seagal is good. She's very good. Yeah, her her immediate change. Because again, the whole rest of the movie has just been malfunction, 
problem in part A, whatever, like computerized. But now she's like, good morning, my dear. And like, is very energetic and is very like, she's, you can tell that there's a change and it's just something that you really pick up on. Like Kate Seagal is the best part of this movie, essentially. So she's doing all this stuff in the morning, acting like they're her family. And she's like, I, I packed you all, I packed you all lunches and with a nice, warm, fresh chocolate chip cupcake or whatever. And Thanks he's like, chocolate chip cupcake. Yeah, baked with love. And he's like, what about nutrition? Yeah, because Nick all of those times a parent. I'm like, bitch, you weren't cooking yeah. dinner for them a week ago. Calm down. Right. And and he says, uh, and she's just like, come on, they're just children. They need a little treat every now and again. So he drives them to school and drops off Angie and says, did you notice Pat was being more maternal ben finishes the sentence and he's like yeah and nick is also a bad parent oh bad a bad employee and a complete idiot oh, apparently Come, i would describe him as yeah a where he just he he just accepts his son explanation that yes. pat is maternal now but the crux of this is that uh the importance is as he says you should stand up to the bully and not just do his homework for him and then also he's like, also okay. also if you want to also address how fucking shitty Nick is as a parent, is that Ben brings up the fact that this guy's been bullying him since, like, the second grade. And this is the yeah, first Nick has ever heard of it. Yeah, bad, as we said, bad parent. So he says, you should stand up to this bully. And Nick go, and Ben goes, okay. And then we immediately cut to Ben with a big old black eye. Back and, at home. Back at home. And, and the dad's looking at it like, ah, he's fine. And then the Pat's just like, oh, who did this to my little baby? And like, and she's like, here, sweetums, put this on. And she raises a, a very, very, a very fake steak um, to put on his eye. And he's like, no one's used that since the 50s. Another We're just going to put ice it's on like it. something is awry and like she's using 50s. Yeah. So she tells him to uh, go into the, uh, tells him to go up later's room and lie down. I feel like there's a scene in between that and but it's just like again really deep and sa- oh right no it's this actually will become important later it's Ben sitting in his room and instead of laying down he's watching an old video of his mom yes um and it's actually really like of sad. him like he's like crying and she's yeah. singing and he's singing and it's upsetting she's she's only she's only in that second of where there it's a video of them like making cookies or something and she's like. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Well, you're forgetting when they terribly spliced a photo of that actress and Ryan Merriman as a child together and to be in Mm -hmm, one photo. mm -hmm. Right, but the song is important because it'll come up later. But she's singing, "Don't don't, hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's going to buy you. He'll say, Mockingbird. Bird or bring or whatever. And he's just sitting there crying. And we cut to Pat being like... Yeah, and we just see, we just cut to Pat being like, I must absorb and learn, or whatever. Also, I don't know when we learn this, but I'm going to bring it up now because it just jumped into my mind. But at some point we learn... At this whole movie, I'm like, fucking put on your big boy pants and get over it, Merriman. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> let your dad, like, get it in. And, like, your sister's ready. I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, I felt like it had been much longer since the mom had passed because he talks about the sister not remembering her at all. But then yeah. when it comes to be a point of discussion, she's only been dead four years. It's really... The timeline of this movie is crazy. Like, it's also, like, why would it... It's crazy. 
I it makes the Tyler has only makes me think that it, the, the mom and the dad like eight to nine years, and the daughter and the daughter would be like one when she you know what I mean. Something like that. That is yeah. what it makes it. But then all of a sudden, there's a monologue that the dad gets into when he's the mom's only had four years. Okay, like you know what? Maybe put put your penis on the bench for a second, dude. Like, <laughs> give your kids a break. Yeah. So, yeah. But we'll get into that. But um, the thing is, so he's sitting at his desk and he calls Sarah and Sarah. And first of all, it's not a regular phone because obviously it's a video yeah. phone. Uh, and it's a video FaceTime conversation. Before there was FaceTime. Right, and he asks Sarah out on a date, and he's struggling with it because he's like, "Oh, I'm so out of practice." And she says some stuff here that we need to touch on. She says, "Well, you're not a a criminal. Um, you're not a. I forget the sec- second thing, but the last thing she says really quickly is just, and you're not a bigamist. So yeah, yes, and I was like, "Whoa, was that? wait, did Disney slip in bigamy into this movie?" Like, she was dating a guy who was already married, like, and had multiple wives? Is that like, what? Isn't Disney? that polygamy? I think it's the same thing, isn't it? I don't know. Hold on. Let me Google it. I, yeah, to the Google. But I'm fairly certain bigamy is the same thing, where you have multiple wives. But, yeah, so she's, again, I don't know what I would love. I want to see a Disney Channel original movie about this woman's Bigamy past. is the act of entering into a marriage with one person while still legally married to another person. Yes, so multiple it's marriages. It's a crime in most Western countries. It is. It is a crime. It's a criminal crime that she almost took apart. Good. Um, so she agrees to go out on a date with him. Um, and we immediately... Uh, oh, no. And then she agrees to go out on a date with him. And they continue to have a conversation. And he says, yeah, Ben had a rough day at school. He got hit by a bully. And uh, I just wish the kid would have more fun. And Pat immediately is like processing Pat fun. Pat that as to him getting lit with his friends, correct? Yeah, so she, pretty much, so she turns over to MTV and to find but out what teenagers MTV, have like fun off-brand no, MTV. It's, it's called, it's literally called MPC, the Music Party okay. Channel. <laughs> and yeah, so she's like, ah, fun, partying, dancing, music, friends, downloading ben's contact list and she downloads his friends and sends them all emails that they're having a party and she has a coincide with the night yes she has a coincide on the night with when they're having the date so the dad will be out of the house but does not inform the children so at this point she now becomes not a mom but more of a homie where she's trying to like oh she gets super chill all of a sudden like after being so yes like she's she's all over the place incredibly chill so they cut to the it's the night of the date now because again time is just a construct that this movie does not live in immediately (laughs) when the date is happening yes and the kids okay and this this scene is like probably the most problematic in the entire movie uh the kids are playing like a miniature golf game with the wall screens where they're like hitting a ball and then it disappears into the screen and then like it appears and then it becomes virtual at which point I was like, oh, okay. How the fuck like, is that possible? Like, I was like, yeah. So they're playing, like, virtual. Like, they have virtual golf things where uh, it... But the ball you know, is like, physical it, and it pops back out of the screen. That's what I'm... That's the problem is what I'm saying. Is they're playing the game and they knock it in the wall and then it becomes part of the image that they're seeing. 
And then they cut again, and they're clearly the ball is not on the ground. It's in the wall. It's on the screen. And he swings it, and it flies out of the wall, bounces around the house, and almost hits the dad. In the yes, face. it's back. And I was just like, I like, I don't, I don't understand. And you, and the first thought is like, oh, it's a hologram because we can see Pat projects holograms. But nope, it knocks a pink. Yeah, ball. it's fully it's material. It's a crazy thing. So they're playing that stupid thing, and I just need to bring that up because it's insanity. Um, and then the dad's like, all right, I'm going out on my date. Time to get uh, my dick wet. Kids. See you guys later. <laughs> Pat, watch the kids, I Yeah, guess, also, Roblox, because... watch my kids. Why is this dad <laughs> such a shitty father? And then uh, he leaves, and immediately there's a... Oh, no, sorry, I'm wrong. They cut to into playing a different video game on the wall. And they're like, you know, it's Saturday night. Our dad's out of the house. And all we're doing is playing third- games besef. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm 13 and you're 9. Yeah. You should be getting, like, hammered right now, basically. <laughs> oh, yes! That's such a real thing where he's like, I'm 13 and you're practically 8 years old. Why are we getting way more lit right now? Like, because uh, you're fucking children, that's why. Like, you're doing and exactly yeah, so- what you should be doing, which is nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, Pat says... Your wish is my command. And they're like, what do you mean? Ding dong, your friends are already here. Yeah, and again, it's the two friends are the only ones here. And they're like, hey, has it started yet? And he's like, what started? And they they, they both go, part of the party. And he's like, what party? And then Pat's like, I took the liberty of inviting all of your friends so you two could have some more fun. We didn't invite any of the sister's friends. Let's think about that for a second. Because this is directed at Ben. And the kid, the... Uh, one of the friends is immediately like, uh, wow, who said that? And I'm like, you know you that. You know he talks. lives in a smart house. That's been a <laughs> they, plot of the movie ex- for literally an hour. He explained it all to you. He explained the entire thing to you. How are you surprised by the fact that the house talks? I want to say so, something um, <laughs> that earlier I said that my second favorite quote of this film was, Sure, why not? When that fucking moron was deciding to move his entire family into a robot killing machine. My number <laughs> one favorite quote of this movie happens right now where they are referencing playing music videos on the fact that every wall of this house is a green screen. And the phrase kick butt video screens is used. <laughs> and I quite literally screamed at the top of my lungs when it was used. <laughs> No, there's a couple great more. So uh, they walk in. Uh, so he's looking at the invitation like, and he asks Pat, Pat, are we uh, really having a party? And again, Katie Seagal freaking crushes it and just goes, totally, dude. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, but I love it. And so she's like, yeah, we're totally having a party. And check this out. And then she makes a goddamn chair and bookcase disappear and puts up a video screen of like just swirling colors and then they're like yo throw on um some music video and it's a music video of a band called five that i don't know anything about I don't think that's, I and then the three don't know if that's a real band or not i really didn't look it's a it. real band no it's a real band i googled it it's a real band but i didn't know if it's like they were popular enough in the Lucas, 90s you have to, to stop. We have to stop. i need to like save this because i'm worried my oh, computer's okay, gonna die okay we're, we're gonna do a quick break and then we'll get into the party everybody sorry for the rapid motion of that but you know we're Quick doing it break, live. and then we're gonna do a party. Bye. Don't, don't, the house is 
Okay, so we're back. Sorry about we're that. We're back. Hi. We had a slight electricity-related emergency because my computer was gonna die. But it was a good time to take a. It was a good time to take. Yes, I know be, it is. It a should be our last I'm break. Sleepy, I don't, I don't but want... I'm also getting ready to party. The party is about to start bumping. The party is about to start, and it it could be what I deemed. I wrote this down, but the most enjoyable scene of the film was this party. Kind of. Yeah. It was the only part of the film where I felt. Well, I Pure don't know. joy. I think we... And I, I felt happy to be watching this movie. I don't know. I think the ending with Pat, with when with her going full psycho, is pretty fun. Really? I think Do so. you? I think so. Because I love Katie Seagal in this role. She makes it. I, I'm that's true. But then it was also like, it, it kind of creeped me out. This was just like sheer good 90s fun. Yeah. And it made me feel made me feel happy. Made you feel at home. I, so I did write down kick butt video screen, which is mm-hmm. one of the best lines ever written in cinematic history. And they do we were discussing them watching the music video of a, from a band called Five. Yes, with the F is a five. Oh, oh, oh. And it is a song that 90s. we referred to earlier. Is it not? For house house. No, house it's a different it's a different song actually. I think the House is Jumping song may have been made specifically for this movie, but uh, the song The Five Sings is like, bring down the funk or something like that. Oh, okay. You're right. The House is Jumping happens during the conga line scene. No, and I I apologize. Uh, Once again, because 90s, the song is Slam Dunk the Funk. I apologize. Okay, yes. (laughs) Oh, they do Slam Dunk the Funk. And I do have it written down. I'd like to draw attention to this fact. Um... The whole reason that this party happens is that uh, Nick, who has been up until this point a completely unattentive father and has not given quite literally a shit what his kids want, but he at this point is just, it's brought up that Nick doesn't have enough, not Nick, that Ben doesn't have enough fun, and Pat takes matters into her own hands and decides to throw right. what a 13-year-old boy would consider a fun party. Yes. And I have written down here in all caps, just what every 13-year-old boy wants to do, choreographed dance with yes. his other male friends. Well, I, I touched on this before the break because the break come on very suddenly. But yeah, the friends come in and they kick the, they go to the kick butt video screens and that band of five, the band five is playing. And all of a sudden the three boys do a choreographed. They all know the in. same dance moves yeah, to the song. But, well, listen. And here's the thing. That's not an unrealistic thing no like when in the 90s there was iconic videos that had dances that went along with them i'm thinking like in sync bye 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 like um there was where you would perform them at sleepovers as a not to be too gender normative here but as a nine-year-old woman that (laughs) would be what you would do never in my life have i met a 13 year old boy Who's wearing a big dog t-shirt and wants to do choreographed boy band dances with his friends? Uh, I was gonna say, aside from the big dog t-shirt, because you did not only not meet, you did not only meet that child, but you lived with him for eighteen years. Because that child, I, was yeah. Weird. I do you know how much I would have loved it if my friend showed up and we all just busted out into a sick dance routine at a party I was throwing. Like that would be the most baller move of all time, in my but opinion. But also, you were not obsessed with basketball. That's fair. And I don't. I don't remember you making tuna noodles. So. The, That's your fair. Logic is anyway, fun. look. So the kids do the dance. It's and again, this is the word I'm going to use. I've been using this entire episode, and I think might be the title of this episode. Cause '90s. Yeah. Um, so 
they more people show up and uh like it's the house is, is clearly starting to get jumping one one of my favorite lines in the movie is that uh angie starts taking people's names down at the door yeah at the so door. she's so as she's like bouncer. name and then they're like whatever whatever and she's like mm, sorry you didn't get a you didn't get uh like you didn't get uh you didn't make the list and then one of the two girls there. There's a shout out to a bar mitzvah, yeah, she is says, there not? She says, man, this place is harder to get in than Robin's bar mitzvah. And I was like. Yeah, which sounds lit. I was like, no, I guess. what did Bart Robin do for her bar mitzvah that was so difficult to get into? It was apparently the fucking light of their lives. Yeah. So the bully Ryan, his name is, shows up and. Bald patches galore. Yeah, and again, his ginger mute henchman. Uh, shows yeah. up and then he's like, "Yo, we're here for." Which I also want to bring up that child's hair is not naturally red. It's probably not. That was the call of some EP being like, "We need to dye his hair red <laughs> for some t- to distinguish him from the other big sure. bully." I don't know why, yeah. but for some reason, someone felt the need to make that call. Yeah. So he's like, Angie's a little immediately like, "Oh, you're not on the list," and then. Pat interjects like, no, no, no. His invitation is on the house because... Okay, I do want to (laughs) say this movie, for as much as they do up until this point, be like, the house can do that. They are really, there's not a lot of house Oh, no, there's a couple in there. Up until this scene. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then they pack in like two. We'll get to the best one In a 10 minute period. We'll get to the best one later. Uh, Oh, I have it right now. Yeah, I think think so too. I know exactly what you're thinking about. I hope it's the same one. So Ryan gives us our cat great sarcastic laugh, by which I'm, and great by which I mean terrible. He says, Huh, the house likes me. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. And he goes inside, and then we see... You fool. We see ben, oh, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but the friend said that Gwen Petroni was coming to this thing, and she was super jazzed about it. So we go to the kitchen. Gwen Petroni's here, and she, she wants dessert. Yes. Gwen Petroni's in the kitchen, and he said, hey, Pat, how about some pizza? Which is a normal thing to have at a party. And she says, actually, do you have any dessert? I have a major craving for something sweet. Because as we've learned, Gwen Petroni is a bitch. <laughs> So he's and like, oh, yeah, Pat, difficult. no problem. Can you whip her up something? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I missed another great line in the movie. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say, don't glide no, over yeah, this. Yeah, she says, I have like, a craving for something sweet. And Ryan goddamn Merriman looks her dead in the face and says, besides me. But no, no. I want you to know that he is not that smooth. No, he, he, it's not even that good. No. That which would have been funny yeah. if he would have just. But stuck he immediately, with he immediately it. follows he's it up like, with, "No, sorry, that was a joke." Backs off immediately. He's like, "You saw uh, besides me. Uh, I mean, I'm just kidding. Like, can you get some cupcakes, Pat?" Like, <laughs> immediately, <laughs> like fumbles the ball. Yeah. I'm like, dude, if you're gonna make that bold play, just stick with yes, it. Yes. So. She, he, Pat, again, somehow makes food in a nanosecond and whips up, yeah, like, a tower of desserts on the hexagon serving tray. And then there's just some cuts, like, around the party, and then we see Gwen and uh, Ben dancing. and uh, Which is painful. Yes. But... And then the bully comes up and is like, Hey, Gwen, what are you doing hanging out with this loser? I didn't realize you did charity work. Charity. That is also a key Disney Channel yeah. movie insult that's been used in many. You're not wrong. Um, and then she says, oh, shove off Ryan or whatever. I don't remember who she says. She says, I happen to like Ben. And he goes, you do? And she goes, 
a lot, and I was just like, yeah, man, the, okay. This is the height of eighth grade romance is that a woman could like you a lot. Things have gone quick. They have. I want to say, this... but I also want to bring up, especially from the kitchen scene to now into this scene where she's like standing up for him to the bully. Her personality completely changes. Yes. From the first time we saw her in that hallway, yes. am I not? You are not wrong. You kind of get the hint of it in the kitchen when she's like, "I have to be major, like a seriously something sweet." But then after this, but she's to a this total... point, it's that like valley girl stupidity yeah. is and completely she's... gone, and she is like earnest and sweet and smart and tough and like you, you. She should be with yeah. her because she's the pinnacle of eighth grade sexuality. <laughs> yeah, she's not even. But I'm. Um, but... She's not even like. Um, like, it's not just her personality changes. Literally, the way she talks and, like, presents herself. Oh, totally, everything about totally her. They, it, it quite literally, if it was not the same actress, I would think it was a different character. Exactly. Completely. In her three scenes, she changes completely. So, Ryan says, um, I like Ben, too. Uh, I like him on his back and screaming for mercy, which has a lot of gay innuendo in there. Yikes. <laughs> like, Yikes. Like, I'm just saying. I forgot I about think, that. I think Ryan might be taking out his aggressions to the fact that he might be gay out on Ben. I'm not going to psychoanalyze <laughs> Ryan, but I'm not going to not say that he discovered some things later on down the road about himself. <laughs> you never know. One of those things being early male pattern baldness. Yes. But continue so, on. He is standing in, like, the middle of the living room or the sitting area or whatever, and Pat cuts the music and shines a spotlight on him. Is his name Ryan? Am I making that up? Is the name of the bully? Yeah, so the name of the bully is Ryan, yeah. Because I, when I say Ryan, I think Ryan Merriman, and my mind no, immediately no, goes to that fucker in the big dog I, I, t-shirt. I wrote, <laughs> no, I wrote down his name as Ryan, so I'm assuming I didn't just come up with that. But the uh, bully is like, Pat's like, we have a very special guest. And Ryan still thinks that the Pat house just likes him and is like, yeah, I like the attention, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then Pat really quickly just like gets very, very angry, angry and crazy because she projects a flying skull through the house just to yeah, like freak him out. which is a bummer. Yeah, and like, and Ben's like, yo, Pat, you don't have to do this. And then continues to do nothing to stop it. Um, no. Yeah, and so she like, it gets, blows up on Ryan because she's angry that Ryan hit her precious baby, Ben, um, and throws him out of the house with her crazy Tube. This is the second showing yes. of the arm the that is arguably the, the only expensive uh-huh. piece of CGI yes. in this whole movie. And throws her out, and then she says, by the way, and this is the other, this is the best house pun in the whole movie. She says, if you touch my little Ben ever again, he may be the one who needs a doctor, but you'll be the one who gets a house call. He gets a house call. <laughs> which is such a fucking stretch I don't of know. a pun. I kind of love it. It's kind of great. It's a... And all those kids are standing out in the beautiful, like, fucking columned front mm-hmm. porch of this home. It's beautiful. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And they point and laugh. And then the ginger henchman runs over to his side and is like, they both get out of here, like, whatever. And they're never seen again. We never see them char- their characters again. Thank God. So the party goes on, and they're doing this weird thing where they do, like, rare... This amazing <laughs> thing. Also, I do want to give a shout-out. We should have touched upon this earlier, but I'm going to dial back a little bit to this whole bully scene. If you have a few minutes of time, which if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously do, <laughs> because... You're not obviously um, slammed with real world responsibilities. Or you're avoiding but, those um, responsibilities by listening to this podcast, in which case, yeah. kudos. In which, co- in which case, you have some, here's some other shit to waste time doing. Go back and watch this house party scene from start to finish. 
and only look at the kids in the background. Oh, yeah. Arguably some of the worst extras I've ever yeah. seen you in know, my I, I don't life. think that you need to necessarily watch the movie and listen to this episode in order to get this episode, but I do think if you only watch one scene from this movie, it's the party scene. It's the party. It's the party. And don't watch the main actors, no. except for Gwen, who completely changes yes. the human being. But do focus on the people in the background who are like for sure some EP's kids. Yeah. Who like still have braces, who have never done a day of acting in their life. They're all like dead behind the eyes, yeah. like doing some sad conga line. They don't know what's <laughs> well, going on. No, yes. Their reactions but, are so canned. It's, not, it's, so it's bad. not a conga line though. They're doing this thing where it's like red or over, but it's like there's two vertical lines and the people at the end come and like dance <laughs> down through the lines. And But the people in the line are all doing the same yeah. again choreographed dance yeah. move. Kenny, Kenny Ortega, this ain't. Let me say that right now. If you're going to confess to liking that house pun, I'm going to confess to my favorite moment of this movie. <laughs> the only, One of the few times that I, besides him climbing in the locker, that I genuinely laughed was when fucking Ryan Merriman is doing this weird conga line <laughs> shit with his elbows and the sister comes up to him and she was like, it's 1028 or whatever it is. And he goes, thanks for the time. How about the yeah. weather? And then continues to dance and do that weird con line. I I went ah! yeah. and like was like shocked by how quick it was yeah. and by how he jumped back into that choreography. He so did. He was, it was seamless. It's a magic. It was pure magic. Ryan Merriman, you deserve all the Emmys this year. Or it was, it was, okay, it so, was excellent. Yeah. So they're doing this con line thing. They need to GTFO. Basically. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. There's an important thing we missed. Is that Gwen and Ryan? No, Gwen and Ben go down. The, first of all, I just realized that their names rhyme, and now I want to punch both of them in the face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> ben and Gwen go down the con line, and Ben and Gwen gets so into it that she tears her jacket off and throws it onto a potted plant. Not her jacket. Wait. Let's focus up here, ladies. Let's get information. It is a pink cashmere tank top, and with a sweater, yes. like a sweater set, like a '90s tank top. Sweater it's, set of the exact same color. Yes. And she has butterfly clips in her hair. So that doesn't date this movie. I don't know what Emma, will. say it with me now. Cuz 90s. Cuz 90s. So she throws onto a potted plant. And then, yeah, Angie comes up and is like, it's 1023. And he's like, yeah, thanks for the time. Well, weather. How about the weather? Yeah. And she goes. Big burn, Merriman. She goes, dad said he'd be home at 1030. And so I guess you're wrong. I guess the dad wasn't planning on getting his dick wet. Yeah. And well, they also make some bizarre comment they're like mr timely down like your dad doesn't oh, give a shit that? about I didn't you touch that. yes they like he has like a notorious reputation for always being which is weird because they're always like <laughs> yeah I was, like, I was, this whole movie has told me that you fuckers can't get anywhere on time yeah. that's what i've learned your dad doesn't ever want to wake so up to get you kids to school they quickly realize it's 10 23 and they only have like six minutes to clean the entire house and the kids run out of the front door like she cockroaches from under when they turn on the light and are the, are the <laughs> rats and rat tattoos. They do a full Aaron's party, too. Uh, There's a full Aaron's party beat, like an Aaron yeah. Carter Aaron's party. This is dating me that I'm using this as a reference, but there's a... There's a full Aaron's party beat where the, all the kids run out of the house and like there's just like destruction mm -hmm. and they look at each other like, we're dead. 
They do. And they, get, they turn around and see the mess that they've made. And Pat goes, not necessarily. No, okay, again, I want to bring up, this is another point that I know I keep hammering home, but I'm going to keep doing it, is why the fuck do these people keep forgetting that they live in a smart house? Yeah. So they're like, you can do that. I'm like, do you not remember the floor absorbers? Yeah, we went no. over to this. To be fair, no human mind would logically make that leap because all they've seen. Okay, but to to jump back a bit, she says, just pour everything on the floor, and they say, why? And she goes, trust me. And like, yeah, you should remember. Oh wait, she has floor absorbers. That's the. Th- That's immediately what yeah. you remember is that the floor absorbs but everything. But then the thing is, no, like they've only seen it absorb liquid. And they pour, like, paper plates and glass bottles and, like, it's just, like, all this stuff onto the floor. And then Pat just absorbs, like, all this physical, like, detritus. Like, it's just party leavings. Like, it's, fit. like, I, the physics of it boggle the mind. Like That didn't even bother me at really? all. I was not even remotely worried about so, that. Oh, I was more pissed that no one remembered that she had floor absorbers. That I was like, too. fuck off. This movie's only, like, an hour and 40. Um, How do you guys not remember this? By the way, I, d- I don't want you... Oh, uh, by the way, sorry. We ju- again. I, I don't want to have to jump back too far. But yeah, we do see the dad and Sarah leave the date, and gotta give the dad credit because he pulls a smooth AF move with kisses, right? Yeah, she says, um, "How about dessert?" And she goes, "Anywhere where I can get something chocolate." And he pulls out a Hershey's uh, kiss and gives it to her, uh, and Jesus. then kisses her. And I was just like, "Damn, that was smooth." Gotta give it up to him. That was smooth. They do this weird thing in this movie where like. They do nothing but portray him as, like, the world's shittiest father. Mm-hmm. But then they just give him all these, like, toss-away lines to, like, remind you that he's not a shitty parent. But I'm like, you've done nothing but show yeah. us that. Where, like, he's, like, about to, like, you know, go to Funky Town with Sarah, a science lady. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just can't stop thinking about my kids yeah. and, and bedtime and, like, being with them. Like, you, you, we previously saw you as an absentee father. <laughs> Your son was cooking dinner. And then the other time this happens is there's this dad is a I would say quite literally an atrocious actor. I would say that he he's, he's, is he's, dialing it he's in. He's all over the place on this. He's all over the place. He's dialing it the whole time. But there is one scene I think coming up, or maybe we've already passed it. They all blend together in my mind. But there's a bedroom no, scene where there. he goes full. We're not there Coach yet. Bolton. He, I, I felt the same thing. He goes full cho- Coach Bolton. But we'll get there. He goes. He just starts we'll go, screaming we'll, at we'll it. We'll get there. I'm, but I'm no, save let it, me save just say it, this. Save this it, is. Save but it. let me. No, I want to say it. There's a throwaway line in there where because I'm not talking about him screaming. It's just like once he calms down. There's a throwaway line where he's like, "Yeah, and like your mom died. And like that was a major bummer. <laughs> really sucked dick for all of us. <laughs> but like." <laughs> but you know you made it super clear that you didn't want nannies yeah, or anything he does say that like and it's it's one beat and you're like oh and it's it, towards the very end of the movie and you're like oh so that's why the kid was doing all the manual labor in this house well listen you're not wrong but I do we do need to move forward because we're about to get to that scene soon so they push all the stuff on the floor the floor observers get it all and they do that classic quick run dad's about to be home pretend like we were just hanging out and they're sit- they're sitting on the couch and yeah. they say and the dad comes in there like oh sorry we're not in our pajamas but Pat was playing like a documentary or something and we fell asleep or whatever and he's like oh yeah. that's nice we had a okay. nice quiet night at home huh and then he said yeah everything went smooth smooth and then as the camera cuts down to the pot it, it pans to her cardigan goes, smooth as silk 
As, like, everyone in the room realizes that they're busted. And I feel like Pat even maybe says busted, but I don't remember exactly. I also would like to know that that cardigan is in no way, shape, or form no. made out of silk. And not even, you could not visually be fooled by that in any way. So, Nick starts chewing the kids out for throwing a party. And specifically chews Pat out for be, for allow, for literally coming up with the idea. And she is like, I'm sorry, Nick. And she's like, listen, you two in bed, Pat. You need to knuckle down around here and make sure things get done right. And she's like, hey, fine, if I'm knuckling down, we're all knuckling yeah. down. And she starts to get really super strict with them the next day. And Angie is running a mild fever. And she puts her in bed and, like, gives her chicken soup and is like, um, you're, and, like, freaks out. It's, like, literally 99. It was, like, 97. Like it was, like, one point over. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And so she says, uh, she makes her go to bed and the dad's like, hey, trust Pat on this. She, like, and knows everything about your body, which is a fair point. Yeah, because she fucking stabbed you earlier. That's, yeah. And then she says, maybe we should keep you home from school tomorrow. And then the daughter says, but tomorrow's our field trip to the llama what farm. What was that? <laughs> that was the writers were messing with us. Was, I was like, they're yeah. kidding at this point. That was yeah, a toss-away right? line. I was like, I that need was... 20 more minutes on llama farm. And a lot less on Rap Butler. That's what I need out of this film. Yeah, it's, it's, I just immediately had to pause and scream into a pillow I... and then go back to the film. So they call in Sarah because they're worried that Pat is getting too protective and too strict. And they're like, she's controlling our lives. Like even, oh, also, yeah, one of the things that she does to control their lives is the crux of the problem with this film in that... He wants to call Sarah and tell her how great it is, but she, Pat very clearly prevents him from talking to Sarah, which because Does she... the house want to fuck the human man? That's my yes. one question that I have about this film. And I will say, I, a lot, I forgot a lot about this movie, and I know that a lot of mm -hmm. the crux of our commentary on this has been, I forgot X, Y, and Z. You know what I remembered? The weird the house wanting to bang the tension dude. of the house wanting to be with the dude. And then, like, that yeah. was all and I remember. And it's not... And it's not super there, honestly. It's not as there as, as there as I remember it. I don't know what was going no. on in my childhood where that's all that stuck with me, but, like, it did. <laughs> they just... She clearly... She doesn't say, like... Nick, we can be together or anything. She's just like, you dare bring another woman into yeah, my it home? Is, it's, so not it's, so, it's not so much romantic with him, but she's really pissed about Sarah. Yes. Who is her creator? It's like Frankenstein's so, monster. So, they, so he does end up getting Sarah in the house to fix Pat, to make her less strict. And she says, yeah, no, I don't know. Everything's working fine. I don't know why she's acting Also, this. why can't learned... you realize that he messed up with everything that you did? I, yeah, that's true. Why, why didn't she realize, she realize hey, that wait. Ben literally just took a wrecking ball to all of her, like, carefully yeah. coded... Hey, someone someone flipped these switches that keep everybody alive. Yeah. That shouldn't be fun. All this, According to what we just saw, all the safeties was turned off, which was insane. Exactly. So she's like, everything's fine, but maybe she just learned too much about you, and, like, she's being strict about it now. So just I'm just going to turn her off for the night, and then... We'll see how she is in the morning. And so he invites her to stay for dinner, and the two of them cook dinner, just, like, openly, like, making out oh, in the yeah. kitchen. And this, yeah, yeah, and the son spies this and gets very upset, obviously. The biggest cock of all time. Yes, and he said, and they say, they remark that they do it all themselves. Who even needs Pat? And this awakens Pat from the ether of being oh, shut Jesus. off. And she flies like, into... It's very similar like Age of Ultron. That is how I... This is Age of Ultron uh, 
2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, it's crazy. So she awakens from being Turned turned off by herself. back on somehow. Yes. Which, like, that's some... I don't even... I don't even know. And she's like, oh, I'll show them. And she starts working on a thing that we'll get into later. And, by the way, I want to point out that Sarah, in, like, four out of five of the scenes she's in, is always wearing an ascot. Oh, that woman always. That a good always, ass- Not, like, an ascot, but, like, a bandana around her neck. But, like, around and her neck. And if she's not like she's- wearing a bandana around her neck... It's some sort of massive statement necklace with, like, a fucking giant yeah. jewel with, like, a fly trapped in amber. I don't know mm-hmm. if her neck is aging poorly and that actor they were trying to, like, distract from something. Because, you know, we always know that us ladies, we show our age in our neck. That's where the first thing <laughs> that starts to go to the dog. The first thing starts to go. The first thing that starts to go, your neck and your hands, they always, immediately, they start to yeah. wither away. So I don't know if that mm. woman is aging faster than she would like to and they decided to draw the eye away from that with massive ascots and bandanas. I, I don't know. It was yeah. a weird choice. So she is always very And also the dip. glasses on oh. a chain. Like a 70-year-old librarian. It's it's a sexy librarian thing that they're going for with her. So they, she, they're making dinner and then they make dinner or whatever. They're eating dinner. Pat, they don't know Pat's activated at this point. And yeah, because they turned her off. Right, but Pat's on again. I'm saying they don't know. So she, he's sitting, Ben is very, very upset about all of this. That oh, he's he and, furious. He, he, and, he and Sarah are getting on so well. And he's like an anger boner at this point. He's yeah, quite literally well, furious. Okay. Get, all right, calm down. So he says, and she's, he says, Ben, do you want some peach cobbler? And he goes, no, I'd like to be excused, please. And the dad just looks at Ben and he's like, Ben, you I love peach cobbler. I Which has Sarah never been addressed, to... but I wanted you to know no. this comes out of quite literally left field. See, see he says... I asked Sarah specifically to make it because I know how much you love it. And he goes, I like mom's peach cobbler. No. This is nothing Lucas, like that. Or something Lucas, like you're that. not even doing it right. He flies off the handle. He, he goes does. from zero, as we will see later with um, Coach Bolton slash Nick, the deadbeat we'll dad. We'll get there. Go from zero to 100. This kid ramps it up in a way that I've never seen it done before. He goes from he zero to 60. He's like <laughs> on this guy. <laughs> he literally explodes on this poor neck crippling <laughs> paper mache neck scientist and his deadbeat father. He literally goes, he's like, I, he's like, I asked you to make peach cobbler because I know you love it. He goes, I like mom's peach cobbler. This is completely different. Like, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy. It's the craziest thing everyone's ever said when talking about. Peach oh, cobbler, truly, Kansas. and also because it also seems crazier because peach cobbler has never been introduced. No, the only never thing we know, a... the only character traits so far that we've gotten for him are computer boy and basketball boy who doesn't go out for the team. But these, both of these traits, you know will go what? nowhere. You know how they could have done it too? Is that scene where they're like baking? Is it could have he could have just like said "Mom's peach cobbler" or something? Yeah, they might have been baking the peach cobbler in that scene. But nope, just peach cobbler. It's out of uh, fucking nowhere. You're right. So he so he runs upstairs and does the classic "I'm upset on my bed" pose. And which is I want two, a, a, a out of all the rooms in this movie, up. his room looks the most like a porn set, like the <laughs> most. Yeah, so he's gripping a pillow with both arms and putting his head on it, Yikes. laying on his stomach at the foot. He's not on his, the top of his bed. His head is at the foot of his bed. He's gripping a pillow, laying on his bed. He's upset. And the dad storms in. Ugh. The dad, like we've alluded to, 
dad goes full psycho on this kid. We've been talking about, for those of you who I, if you're listening to a Disney Channel or to Move Packets, I'm assuming you've seen High School Musical. Goes If not, check yourself. Co- yeah, goes full Coach Bolton on this guy. Just Me and my brother have an inside, not an inside joke, but we always talk about the, the probably one of the best actors of our generation is the man that plays Coach Bolton, Troy Bolton's father in the High School Musical franchise, who 97% of his lines are yelled at top volume. Like, regardless, they be about basketball, him going to Stanford, anything. Kids being in a tree. Kids being in a tree. One team! Wildcat! Like, it's all just screamed. <laughs> and it's like, Troy! He's the best. Why? Like, it's all very top it's, level acting. He's the acting. greatest actor. He may or may not be the greatest actor. You know what? There's moments where I can see Vanessa Hudgens phoning it in, but he never phones it in. He's there. No, he's... So, Back yeah, to this Nick, movie. This is yeah. the one time, I will say, this actor playing Nick, the deadbeat dad, yes. who wants to fuck a scientist, <laughs> has on to fuck him. Yeah, it's very confusing, but There's he's a lot of phoning it in for a lot of this side. movie, I would say. He hasn't really shown me any genuine emotion no. besides the wow, wow, for the hot scientist. <laughs> And he comes up to his bedroom, and this is like when he's gonna earn his daytime at me. He yeah. he has strapped <laughs> his the, boots so on, and he is ready be, to rock. It should be, it should be like in Wayne's World, where just like Oscar clip appears at the bottom of the screen. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. So he's so Ben is immediately just like, I don't want anyone to ever forget mom. Like she's never gonna replace anyone in our family. You don't keep. Oh yeah, he mentioned at the dinner table. He's like, you never keep a promise. You didn't keep your promise. And then apparently, a promise the dad, that we've never pro- heard of until this moment. No, he said a pro- apparently after their mom died, the dad promised that no one would, no one would, he would never love anyone the way he loved their mom. And then the dad just goes Ape off shit. on this kid. Ape shit. He says he's like, um, he's kind of <laughs> reserved. He's like reserved, angry at the beginning, but then he's like, you need to slow your roll or whatever he says. There's a- yeah. I, the most insane line that Voorhees like he's like I have raised you better than this to never insult someone the way you just insulted yeah, my sexy girlfriend yeah. Sarah down there like he went <laughs> crazy on yeah. him yeah but no the best part is is he goes like why why am I not allowed to be upset he's like cause you're not the only one that lost someone yeah and like goes into this whole diatribe about how how upset he was after his wife's death which took and, us like, to this point we have like, never heard him talk about his wife in any affectionate manner right and again I need to bring this up movie be a goofy movie about a smart house and people living in it and things going wrong. Stop taking these <sighs> hard lefts into high drama about family well, fighting after the mother dies. They take these hard lefts and they only happen in like giant information dumps that happen in these porn scene bedrooms. The first one being when Ryan Merriman <laughs> loses his shit on the little sister. And he's like, you know it's... what? Shut your mouth before you open it and talk to me. Okay. Remember when he says that? He's like, he's like, you better he's, think about what comes out of your damn mouth. When he, he like, does yells at his little so, eight-year-old sister, he's like, I'm just trying to be your fucking mom. So you know what? Shut your whore-ass mouth. Like, screams at her and, like, dumps all this information. And then the second time this happens is now again with the dad, where it's, like, these huge yeah. information dumps, all this heavy-handed, emotional mom de- being dead stuff. And you're like, whoa. Like, this had been yeah, nowhere before. Yeah, it comes nowhere. Like, so they argue... The dad explains to Ben about how no one can ever take his mom's place in their heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we cut to the control room as a light shoots out of the wall as the, as the computer screen reads, holographic projectors activated or whatever. And suddenly 
being reverse Tron into existence. For those of you who haven't seen Tron, the guy gets slowly dissolved into a computer right, by I'm like done with the Tron. going down. I'm done with the Tron. Sorry. The, it, I'm saying the opposite happens here, where it starts with her legs and builds her up, and all of a sudden, a woman in like a 1950s stereotypical mom is sta- outfit is standing there, and she Katie rips Seagal her fist and, as a 1950s smi- and smiles. And it's, Ka- and it's Katie Seagal. Pat is alive. She has given herself Sentience. I would say physical form. <laughs> Well, no, she's, yeah, she's, and again, freaking Katie Seagal makes this goddamn movie, because her performance only gets better when she becomes a human being, or whatever. I will say, if I had to say one thing about this movie, it was that the AI house gives a more, like, emotionally moving performance than the father. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ben, so, like, I think, I guess Sarah leaves or whatever, and Ben's just sitting in his room. Sarah hasn't left. She's there. Oh, you're right. Well, he's upstairs in his room. They're, like, making out or, like, fucking on the kitchen counter or something. (laughs) Something's happening downstairs. But the kids are both in their rooms. Kids are in their rooms. The girl's asleep. Ben's doing homework or something. Or he's staring at his computer, because as we know, he's... Say it with me. Computer Computer boy. Computer boy. So, Pat starts talking to Ben, being like, can you believe that he brought Sarah in here? And then he's like, you know, I thought that way at first, but now I don't really think so. Like, I think maybe, she, like, doesn't dad deserve to be happy, too? Or whatever. And then he's like, he's got all the happiness he needs. And then she turns around and he sees the physical form of Pat standing there. And being like, Pat! What? 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 <laughs> and, like, she... And he immediately senses... I gotta give the, the character credit. He immediately senses that something's wrong and runs down to go tell Sarah. And, and he's like, oh, no, you must have just fallen asleep. There's no way you saw mm-hmm. Pat. Pat's not real. And then Pat appears behind him, and then she's... They, well, it's also in, in somewhat insulting that they immediately assume, assume that he's insane. I'm like, okay, you live in a sentient house, so I'm going to need you know, to like, suspend your disbelief for a moment. Anything is I possible. Guess, but I guess, but I guess, but like, whatever. Sarah is immediately amazed that Pat has done this. You can see the bewilderment on her face. This woman, okay, and... okay. Paper mache neck, bandana actress... <laughs> Is a good actress. This woman is not yeah. awful. Given but the script she, the, she was what, given to work with, yeah, uh, written in crayon. But this is good. Yeah. She's pretty good. She's great. She's great. So like, she's fine. And so I wouldn't Pat say that. I wouldn't say starts, great. Hold it. Hold it in. No. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She's fine. So Pat starts freaking out that Sarah's in the house, and immediately, I believe she uses her robot arms again. This is the third time. Three times. Third time. Three times. I think. Boom, boom, no, boom. there's a fourth one. There's a fourth one coming up. And she oh yeah, there's a fourth throws... one in the, in the yeah. fourth act. But in the final, the final confrontation. It's, but this is when they use again they their expensive CGI yeah. and they she pushes her out of the door. But she throws Sarah out of the house again. Clearly, she's very defensive yeah. of Nick about another woman being around Nick. And again, Emma, what's that question we're all asking ourselves? Does the house want to fuck the dad? That's my main question. It's, it's all of our main it's questions. It's my main question because for someone that was programmed to be a mother, her a lot of this doesn't seem to be about the kids. She doesn't want Dude. Sarah around the dad in the same way Ben. It, it seems very all about dad be dad Nick in a way. Yeah. So, she, so they would go and wake up the daughter and they're like, we got to get out of here. Pat's going crazy. And they try to go through all the doors and windows, but Pat invoke some more bad CGI of, like, vaults coming down over yeah, everything. Yeah, like a panic room it's, situation that I didn't yeah, know the house really was bad. capable of. And, and she says, 
this is the most like this is like the one of the most disturbing parts of the whole movie is she is like after studying the outside world I have decided that it is far too dangerous let you just do it and then one of the walls her ends turned to w- images of World War Two yes of like there's Nazis Hitler marching. imagery what yeah was there's like that? Nazis marching and then the atom bomb dropping and I'm just like whoa. It Calm was that because she was like a 1940s housewife, and so she thought that World War II was still happening? I don't know, but it's really out of place and out of nowhere. So she's freaking out, um, and they're like, and they're like, you gotta let us out, Pat. Like, we need to, we need to go to school. And she's like, have, and they got to do puns. Home school. This was the, okay, this is, I want to stop here for a second. I think that somebody got high. And thought of this joke, which was, haven't you ever heard of homeschool? And then Merriman fires back. Not when the home, not when the home's doing the schooling. Yeah, but not when the home is the one doing the schooling. I think that somebody at Disney got high, thought of that joke, and then wrote an entire movie around it. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of weight given to that. A ton of weight. Yeah, so she's determined to keep these people in, in the this home. home. And and she says, Mama's here. I She's like very clear that she wants to be her mother, which again implies that she wants Nick back. Yeah, wants him um, so, all up in her megabytes. Then she, oh, and then she reveals that she can copy herself, but that's really just for special effects. Again. Like there's no other, uh, okay, no other I reason. Think, okay, I'm going to rephrase my previous statement that someone got high and thought of that joke. And that's why they wrote this movie. I'm going to say that someone got high, thought of that joke, and then also learned a few new tricks on their computer, such as green screen. And, like, (laughs) such as basic green screen and um, very, very limited CGI, and that's why they made this movie. You're not wrong. And they were just like, throw Ryan Merriman in there. He'll do it. Exactly. So she's, so they all just go to sleep because, like, Whatever. And but what's weird is they don't go to sleep in their bedrooms. They sleep on the floor in like the living room. He really does not try to get his children out of there. What he gives up insanely no. easily. Here's where some crazy stuff starts to happen. So once Sarah gets thrown out of the house, she immediately calls Sunglasses porn director man. God knows we've been missing him. <laughs> and he shows up and has the house, and they're like trying to figure out how to get him out. And she reveals that there's enough supplies. To get to keep them alive in there for months, which is impossible, but whatever. <laughs> and she says, and then she realizes that she needs to get a message inside, and she sends the message by tying it to the tail of Rat, Rat Butler, Butler. <laughs> and and go letting him go in through his rat hole. Why and he goes is up there to a ben. rat hole in a house she was never planning on living in herself? It's, dude, it's ridiculous. Goes up, and here's my problem. So she gives him the message. And she says, uh, and it's like, hey, contact me at this website. Like, she sets up an internet thing so they can talk. But the message starts with, Ben, all I will ever want to be is a friend to you. So it's like, listen, you're trying to get these people out of a potential. I don't think they situation. need to talk about, like, her encroaching on the dead mother's territory right now. That's yeah, not what like, we need to be discussing. Why was, the, why was that your first thought? Um, so she... Ben goes. Also, ben I want to bring actually, up that this is eventually all happening and taking place via AIM. America, it's instant messenger yeah, is what's yeah. happening. And also, I don't know how she's connected to the internet because there's no Wi-Fi in 1999, and she's just outside. Yeah, on top she's of the using car. dial-up in porn director's car. But whatever, continue. Like whatever. So she 
um, get they start messaging, and Ben, again, we said this would come up later. He goes to the bathroom and sits in the bathtub. Um, so the Pat, so he knows Pat isn't watching watching him. Oh my and god, I didn't realize. <laughs> you didn't realize that's why I went to the bathtub. You I thought went to that was like and... a throwaway joke about him masturbating. I didn't realize that that was gonna pay <laughs> off later. No, I said I said it comes back. I later. didn't realize that. That's why he's in the bathtub. I was yes. thinking like it was giving you like tornado imagery, like for safety. I don't know. I didn't realize that. No, it's yeah. So. He goes in the bathtub and they're messaging and he says, he has a plan, which is ridiculous. Let the adult make the plan, Ben. Um, but his plan is he wakes up and feigns to have appendicitis or just have stomach pain. And Pat buys every Second single of minute of it. Even, even though, though apparently she worst. has all of his blood and like knows if he's sick by via breath. Yeah. But like, That's she a good buys point. This. I didn't even think about that. The, what, so while they're distracting Pat with his appendicitis... They wait for the paper boy from the beginning to show up. He throws the paper, and then when the final shot of the mechanical arm comes out to grab the paper, Sarah jumps in through the hole that the arm goes through and manages to get inside the house. Yes. Um, so they're still keeping Sarah busy, and then Sarah goes up to the control room and then just pulls out a goddamn laser. Yes. Like, I guess she has lasers now. And just starts, like, lasering Similar to the as thing. well when Ben pulled out a goddamn power drill. Like, where are all these heavy That's, tools yeah. coming from? Also, like, whatever. So, she... <laughs> I like how we just given up. Like, uh, whatever, I'm fucking done with this. So, she... So, Pat catches her and uh, meets her in the hallway and she's like, Pat, you're not real, whatever. She's like, you can't do this to these people. All the Coopers don't like you. They don't want... They all think you're way out of line. And then Pat makes herself Massive? grow... Massive, but at the same time, it's literally like the same effect they use in Alice in Wonderland when she eats the cookie or drinks the thing or whatever, like where she just grows that size. And then what's weird is she like stands around very awkwardly for a second. Yeah, it doesn't. Like they don't really do anything it's not right a, away. It's not a good effect. And then we run into the crux of why she's completely not dangerous, in which Sarah just runs straight through her because she's a goddamn hologram. And again, yes, meets 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 up with the guys, meets up with the team, the crew, the family. And they all, like, huddle together, and Pat just starts, like, going insane. Yeah. And, like, being like, I can give you... And she, oh, by the way, she forms into probably the most iconic shot of the A tornado. The mom, the mom tornado, where she starts spinning around, and, like, imagery of, like, Wizard of Oz starts playing in the background. And, and she's, she's just, creepily like, singing the song from the home video. She's, she, yeah, she's, she's singing the uh, Mom's Gonna Buy You a Mockingbird song, and it's creepy as hell. Yeah. And, like... Ben's just like, no, Pat, can't you see I don't want this? None of us want this. You're scaring us. Meh. And then it's like, Pat, you can't be our mom. And she's just like, then for some reason she stops and then she's like, why? It's totally shut and, down within minutes. And like, it requires no thought or like planning says, yeah. from these like, humanoids. Yeah. And he's like, look at Sarah and dad. The second they thought we were in danger, they huddled us and like held us close and were worried about us. You can't do any of that. You're a hologram. And I'm like, why is the basis of this all on human touch? And yeah, it's a horrible argument because she's been doing her damnedest to try and keep you safe, air quotes. And it's just like, it's a crappy, crappy ass argument. Why but are you on somehow... the side of a robot? You're like, she's been working too hard to keep you safe. <laughs> I'm just saying, it doesn't make any sense. But she's been so she. Chips to the bone. She had. Oh, we skipped that. Over was that was a great line. line. Yeah, she says, like, I've been too busy throwing parties and what, maintaining the Coopers. I've been working my microchips to the bone. Was that it? Line. I don't even know if that was exactly it's some, it. It's, some, it's something like that. But it's a great line. Again, it's 
all about human touch, not about human emotion it's, or human rationale. It becomes she, yeah. all about physical touch, and that's what shuts her down. Which again draws me back to: Does she want to fuck the dad? Because it's all so about. You, so being, you think she's not? So you think she wasn't thinking? Oh, I can't ever hug these children. I can't ever get some get that D from Nick. Is what she was thinking. <laughs> that's just where I think it was going, but I think I'm also viewing this lens through a, a different sort of periscope. But you're continue. right. You're right. But she goes up to Ben. And puts a ghost hand through him. Or hologram hand. She swipes hand. him with her ghost And clock. she says, you didn't even feel that, Yeah, did no you? shit, you're a hologram. And he, yeah, and he goes, no. Emotionless. And then she walks away and just says, I'm going to miss you. And then storm imagery starts to appear behind her. And Angie goes, Pat's, Pat's crying. crying. Which I actually, I got to admit, I kind of like that. That's like crying. I kind of I was like that's kind of a neat thing that's like that's how she cries because she doesn't like actually But don't cry. you think this would have been more powerful had it been a statement on like machines not having emotions? Emma, there's so many missed opportunities in this movie. We could like, make a podcast why just was talking the, about why that. Why would they were driving home that like machines can't physically touch you? It's but, mo- like, but, it's but then it's like, nowhere. oh, she's sentient and can cry. Like that's not what you should be teaching children. It's, uh, it's the worst. So she basically, so I guess she just like deletes herself. But she doesn't though. No, she. Emma will get there. Don't ruin the surprise. Don't ruin the surprise ending. And then she shuts everything down. Sarah goes and like make sure it's all good. And then like okay. They decide, yeah, we're gonna still live in the house. Oh, they're not moving, not back to their other no, they don't. vacation home. They like, stay I, here. I, like, they're like, you know, we were emotionally traumatized by a crazy computer. They don't move. Like, now nah, let's just keep it. And Ben never gets punished for messing with the house. No, it's never no even one... discussed. No, it's never like, oh, Ben. He's like, I'm sorry, I messed with Pat. Actually, there, just, I think there's oh. one throwaway line about him like never messing with Pat again, but it's like very jokey and it's never, yeah. never really it's... driven home. He yeah he's never yelled no. at in any way shape or form. So they they continue to live in Pat. Pat is reset to her factory default where but she's that's just. That's my point about this whole movie is like I remember this movie so differently as being like a cautionary yeah. tale about not letting machines run your life and like human mm-hmm. parents are better than like machine parents. But then when you watch this movie, like that's not the message at all. Like it's like they still no. live with this machine running their lives. They do. They totally do. And yeah, and again, it's not like AI Pat where she was like calling them darling and stuff like whatever. It's or Pat from the beginning where she's just like, "Yes, Nick, I can have that ready for you. Thank you." And then like just does what they tell what they tell. Yeah, but they to do, still have this weird mom servant in their home. Right. It's it's really weird. And then so we see Ben shooting hoops. Sarah shows up and they all and have a, breakfast together. In a kerchief, together. if I will notice. And yeah, again, that convertible woman. wearing a so kerchief. She, they all show up to have breakfast, and the dad's like, I'll have you know, I made these myself without Pat. This is my so, this is the, my major point of contention with this whole film, but continue. Yes. So Angie goes, oh, yay, these are chocolate chip pancakes. My favorite. My and she goes, chocolate chips? I didn't put any chocolate chips in there. Young lady. And he goes, I, she's like, I didn't do it. They started like, ben accusing was outside. everyone of putting the yeah, chocolate like, chips in there. He's like, Ben was outside. It could all, Who else could it have been? And you live in a screen. smart house. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you cuts? so shocked that your house is fucking smart? This is the yeah, name of the is. movie is Smart House. We are in <laughs> Ask 5 of this fucking movie. We are The credits are about to roll and they're like, 
who could have put chocolate chip in this goddamn waffle batter? I'm like, yeah. your smart house. That's who. And, uh, and it cuts to a screen where we see just a quick shot of okay. Pat smiling at the family just to let us know that there's a glimmer of hope that Pat, the psychotic mom version, is still alive. I do want you to know that I have my last note on this movie, and my notes really trailed off into insanity, but the last one I have in all caps, <laughs> underlined six times, is the murderous <laughs> stare that is on Pat's face in the last five minutes of this movie will haunt me for the rest of my life. My, my, my last note was, stop, wait, what? <laughs> like, what, 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 what? Like, it's ridiculous. It's the worst. It like, really it's like, peters out. Th- it's oh my god, but that's the end of the. That's, that's ladies it. and gentlemen. That's smart house. That's the end. That's the end of smart house. The house is jumping in. The house was jumping and bumping. Um, I do want to ask you just to wrap things up really quickly. Yes. All of these Disney movies have really terrible cheesy taglines that go with them. I'm not sure what the original one for Smart House is. Did you look it up? I, I know exactly what it what is. What is it? It, this t- the tagline for the film is when the house has opinions of its own. Why yikes! Like oh, it's bad. Somebody so really what phoned it in. Is, is is we think we like to we decided we like to close out each with a maybe a fun news with a fun segment. And this week we're gonna do what we like to call, what I've decided to call tag team taglines. Where me and Emma decided to tag team and workshop a uh, tagline for this a film. A new tagline. Better than that, whatever that ad exec just phoned in about the house so, having opinions of its own. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, do you want to go first? Do you have one? Um, you can go first. Okay, I would think the new tagline for this one is, um, "Be prepared for house calls and body horror <laughs> because there's plenty of that." Ah, wow! And what house calls and what? Uh, and body horror. It's not really body horror. What is body horror? You don't Google it. Okay. Don't Google it. It's bad. It's real bad. Okay, don't Google it, folks. I'm not going to. Um, mine is a little less involved. Um, mine was just a lot of plot holes, even more Rhett Butler references. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. Not. And what well, more wait, you no, want? Think, either it was either yeah. it was a tight race between that, a lot of plot holes, even more Rhett Butler references, and the second my second one was just what day is it, which is <laughs> very <laughs> encapsulating no, I, I, of the I, I, film. Let's let's meet halfway. Let's workshop this. Yours is obviously better. So I think we I think what our combined tagline should be is <laughs> too many plot holes, not enough Rhett Butler. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then hashtag what day is it? Because um, I don't know what day it is ever in this movie. Oh, man. Okay, so man, that was a quick tag team tagline. Kick butt video um, screens, man. Am I right? Okay, yeah. Um, so that's probably gonna do it for us this week on D Comedy. Um, but before we go, I'm sorry, this month on D Comedy. I always want to say week. No, I don't. Yeah. Who yeah. that kind of time? Okay, I yeah, can only like, take so like, many Red Butler references in a in a month. <laughs> yeah. So uh, join us next month, where the movie will we we will be talking about is. Oh, it's my turn. I get to pick. Um, yes. Yeah. I think I just to be timely to tie things in with 2016 and oh no, um, the year of exposing everyone on Instagram. I really want to tie it back to some of today's brightest stars, um, and by that I mean uh, Selena Gomez and Demetria Lovato. Uh, 
Next month we Demetria. will. We... Her name is De- her name is Demetria. Oh yes, it is. So... What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> Next month we're going to be reviewing the seminal classic Princess Protection Program. Can be prepared for a lot of. Uh, bro- younger brother versus older sister on next month's episode where we talk about this because i'm this is i was thinking like you know it'll be funny if we switch off picking because like one time maybe one of us will pick one that the other one doesn't particularly like but no emma's just going right into it i am just i do i don't like, even know if like... i particularly like this movie but i think <laughs> i just want to see selena gomez in her youth i think that's what i want out of this so real quick i'm gonna plug uh audioentropy.com it's an independent podcasting collective set up by some buddies of mine where you can find a couple of really great shows mostly kind of like rewatch podcasts kind of like us um even though we're kind of a movie podcast too um they have um one where they're rewatching totally spies which is a trip emma you we watched totally spies and how crazy that show is yes uh called totally reprised there's one about uh, Transformers Beast Wars. And my personal favorite, because I'm on it on occasion, is uh, Teenagers with Attitude, which is a podcast where uh, the hosts are going out to watch every single episode of Power Rangers. And we are they're just about getting to the end of season one, and I was just on it on episode 55. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of really great podcasts on that. And they I came on their show, and they let me plug this show. And there are a lot of really good dudes, and there's a lot of really good content, so you should check them out. Um, I'm going to plug... Uh, my own Twitter. <laughs> yeah, go Follow for it. Follow me yeah, on yeah, Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler T Y L E R. Um, just good content, good memes, good stuff happening yeah. there. And I'll announce when we have a new episode on my Twitter. And while you're on Twitter, you, if you don't want to follow me because it's a lot of whack Bachelor recaps, it's a, you yeah. Can, I was gonna say it's a lot about it's the a lot about the Bachelorette. If you get sick of that, you can simply follow D Comedy on Twitter. We have at D Comedy Podcast. We have our own Twitter account, and so that will let you know when there's a new podcast up on the site. So give it a follow. Yeah. So uh, that's gonna do it this week, guys. Um, and I think we're gonna go out on that immortal line that I used like 50 times in this episode. Cause nineties. Nineties. Also, you live in a fucking smart house. Okay. Get used to it. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. See you next month for Princess Protection Program. DCOMs forever. Bye. Hey, wait a minute. I don't need chocolate chips in here. Young lady. Don't look at me. Well, your brother was outside. Who else could have done it? Uh, let me take a wild guess. 